The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You're watching Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture we are the fantastic forum coming to you live and direct from the hall of f hope you're having a wonderful morning afternoon evening or night as the case may be depending on where you are in the world and if you're not you stick with us we'll help you take it up a notch you have the usual suspects in the building uh first he is our intrepid senior reporter he's next in line for the cowl he's our resident dark knight detective it's oz why why are we missing one guy? Did he really not want to see Ms. Marvel that bad? I think it was Thor. Yeah. No, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know why Jay's not here. I think he didn't want Sorry. to see you. Spoilers, Jay's not here. That, like we oh we lost all our listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. R.I.P.J. <laughs> and as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, shout out to Jay. He won't be with us tonight, unfortunately. He's off making the world a better place for you and for me, but he'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, we still have a great show for you today because we are going to be talking to you all about Thor, Love and Thunder. We are going to be talking to you all about the Miss Marvel finale. And we are going to be talking about season three of The Boys. So we got all that going on today. Uh, and of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about, and we'll tell you how it is, you can get down with Fantastic Forum and let us know what it is that you want to be talking about in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, uh, because without him, the show would not have happened. So Scott, hope you're doing well. Uh, yeah, man, actually, yeah. So hope all is well with you, man. Um, yeah. So with that said, uh, we should go ahead and let you good people know how it is you can get down with Fantastic Forum and tell us uh, what you want to hear on the show. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Thank you, intern. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. So... Um, yeah, but get down with Fantastic Forum. Uh, the chat room is open, so you can hit us either in uh, YouTube chat, you can hit us in, in uh, Twitch chat or whatnot, or of course you can just call in and if you want to be a part of the show. Uh, in fact, this is a good time to insert a witty chat comment. Let's see. Uh, I, I see Alfonso. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. No. I'll let you. I'll let you. <laughs> Go ahead. Read uh, we got Alfonso. Alfonso Seja says, hello, guys. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Good to see you, Alfonso. Thanks for coming through. Uh, we got DREN168. What up? I like it with the, the aliens and the strength and all that whatnot. The friggin' live long and prosper. And then Tiger Claw says, Thor 5 can't come any sooner after those awesome mid-credit and post-credit scenes. Uh, has Tiger Claw ever seen a mid or post credit scene from the, in the MCU that he's disliked? Has that ever happened? No, and it's especially uh, weird considering he like genuinely does not know what it means. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, many many of the the post credit and mid credit scenes are or have been, you know, kind of cuts that casual fans may not necessarily know what they are at that moment, and they kind of tease things to come. Uh, but you know, and and I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to call Tiger Claw filthy casual. Uh, you know, I'm just saying that Tiger Claw. <laughs> Doesn't read like, that many comics, if, so I'm I mean, not sure. If we're like, if we're talking about the importance of, of mid and 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 credit scenes, I would say, and we'll talk about this later. The um, the after credit scene, not after credit. Mid-credit. The the mid credit scene in Miss Marvel has a lot more impact in in the MCU than uh, than anything in in Thor: Love and Thunder, and even the end credit scene in Miss Marvel. Uh, also, a little bit more impactful, I think. There was two credit scene, post credit scenes. Yeah, and I actually, I'm thinking that what I'm calling the mid credit scene, I think that just feels like a mid credit scene because it, like, I don't think there's credits in between it, but it felt like it was like thrown in there. So in my head, wait, what was it? I don't. Yeah, wait. Well, we'll get to it. We'll get uh, to it because yeah, I, I thought it was only one now. scene. I, well, listen, you're going to have to wait. This is what, like, you, everything can't be instant gratification, Moses. I'll give you a teaser. You. Some things you got to work for. You got to work I'll, through shows. I'll give you a teaser. <laughs> but, but I thought there was only one scene, too. So I'm like, yeah. sitting here like, wait, what am I'm I forgetting? What did the... I miss? Oh, oh that. Yeah. In the episode. Yeah, that's the episode. That's really threw it in at the end. In my head, I'm thinking it as a mid credit. That's just bullshit. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, so yeah, if you have uh, have opinions on Thor: Love and Thunder, Miss Marvel, uh, the boys, you should call in, and uh, you know you could be have the have the coveted fourth slot on Fantastic Forum since Jay's not here today. If you want to do that, and uh, look, let's just get to it, man. Let let's start with uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Thunder. So before we begin, uh, spoilers. There are going to be spoilers for Thor: Love and Thunder because we're going to be talking about this movie in detail. Um, so I just want to make sure that you all know. And um, you know, actually, Moses, can we get that banner on the screen? You know. What I'm uh. Yeah, if not, I just if not, have to type it in. Counting. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah. Just or, or I can do it. I can do it. Uh, in okay. fact, you sure? Okay, because yeah, you know, first time guys, it's our first time. I know. <laughs> like Jay, Jay is usually here handling many of these duties, and so you know we appreciate Jay. He's just Johnny on the spot with it. But Apparently, you know, Jay is the, is the jizz that sticks these pages together. I, I, I'm I thinking about it. <laughs> I, I just, I just don't like the analogy. I don't know that you're necessarily wrong, but I guess no, no. Oh. I mean, Jay could be kind of salty sometimes. Oh, see, look, I'm done. Okay, so spoilers for Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, so just so you're forewarned. Uh yeah. Okay. Um and you you uh we got it on the screen there, so now you know what's happening. 
and there it is. I guess so, if okay. I didn't watch it, I'll just do the other ones too. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know, trust me, you're you're gonna have plenty to say, Bo. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna have plenty to say, I promise you, because I know I know what's about to happen. <laughs> I know what's about to happen here. In fact, no, here's, no. How much, here's how much uh, I know what's about to happen. Oz, mm. would you do us the honors of kind of taking us through the, the plot of Thor, Love, and Thunder? Uh, it's it's really just the, another classic Thor adventure. When you, <laughs> when you think about it. it's um... <laughs> Let me take a drink. Oh, showing off that cup. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. One second. One second. Caller, you are the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell the people who you are and what you want to talk about. Hello, guys. My name is Alphonse. You can see it right there. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I'm here to talk with you guys about Thor, Love, and Thunder. I haven't seen... uh, Miss Marvel. I wasn't really interested in it when I saw the trailer for it, and I haven't seen the boys season three yet. I, I do like the boys, but uh, through the financial complications, and <laughs> for the subscription right now, I understand. I understand. Uh, uh, for now, Alphonse, I, before. I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I got a movie. I'm, I'm done with my introduction. I'll leave, I'll give it back to Oz to explain the movie. Before that, I got a mo deal for you, because. Because of financial hardship, you can get EBT. And then if you get EBT, Amazon Prime is only $5 a month. And you can use, yeah, you can use your EBT to pay for it. I think that's true. Uh, yeah. It is true. If most that's of how I got Why can you use deal. EBT to pay for Amazon Prime? Oh, because you can get groceries. Right. I'll, be, gotcha. I'll give you a deal right back. <laughs> yeah. Today so, was free fries day, and I got free fries from McDonald's just by showing up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? What day is Free Fries Day? Why is this Free Fries today? You just go. Why? It, it's every it's uh, every uh, July thirteenth because it only comes around once a year. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> why? Why July thirteenth? Like every other holiday. Look, why is is Free Fries Day and it's not Friday? I. I'm trying. To, I'm like I'm blown away Obviously, by the whole thing, but okay, it's all good. Not the actual day it falls on. I'm just saying, like if if Thanksgiving could be on a floating Thursday, <laughs> Free Fries Day certainly could be on a floating Friday. <laughs> but okay, it's okay, it's okay. All right, Oz. Uh, uh we, oh, we got some culture <laughs> girl in chat. Wendy's has yeah. free fries all week. Damn, what's that mean? Why does Wendy's have free fries all week? I think, better than purchase, though. I think you have to do a purchase, though. I think don't cut no corners. <laughs> That's why. Okay. Anyway. Uh, oh right, exactly. The the plot of Thor, <laughs> Love and Thunder, please. Um, It's Thor, you know, effing around the galaxy and uh, finds out there's somebody killing gods. And it's like, well, I'm a god. I should kill him and uh, goes after him. Then at some point, Jane shows up and she's got she's got a hammer, too. And then they do a hammer time dance. Uh, There's a love triangle between between the hammers and Thor. Then uh, 
bad things happen with Jane. Like in the in the story, she had cancer, so they kind of go with that. They don't tell you what kind of cancer, and I don't think it matters really. Um, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, and it's just them going after Gore. That's that's it. I don't know what else to say. It's it, it's Gore. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Look, uh, Alphonse has something to say. No, no. I got it. <laughs> I was gonna write uh, no more gods because last time I was on, oh, I did the no, I no more memes. <laughs> put the camera you on. Were just like, that summation is trash. Yeah. I didn't even know. He's like, I haven't seen the movie, but I know it's trash. I was like, oh no. Technically, that's what he's saying because he's expecting me to explain it longer. Like, oh, I got time to write sentences. He gets two letters. Explain it more. I know. That's it. That's all. Oh, and you apparently, did, you... love is a character in the movie. You, you did it. Yeah, a I mean, look, I, Oz is right, and this is true. Uh, Oz is definitely channeling his inner Jay, but I will say that he's not wrong about anything that he actually has said so far. It's a perfect yeah, example of how lightning doesn't strike twice. Oh, wow. Jeez, man. <sighs> look, we'll say this. In our group chat, I want to know if Angela's in it. That's all I care. Moses, why would why would Angela be in it? A- Angela isn't owned by Marvel anymore. That's so, a character, no, apparently. Angela can't be Look, in it. Thor, Odin already like Thor already has one secret sister. You don't need two. <laughs> uh, MCU, you don't need it to be exact. Melissa McCarthy's in it. Oh yeah, who she play? Hella. <laughs> really. I got so mad. But like, is it like the, the play like that? Yeah. They always watch? Yes. Oh it, man, re-ignite, I love that. Re-ignite, yeah. Re-ignite oh, that was pretty man. funny. That really it, was it actually goes stupid. on for a little bit longer than the first time. So you get a little bit more of that play. Like <laughs> it, it does a full kind of scene with the play. Yeah, they do everything like the hammer being broken and and, and we change our Transformations. Yeah, transformation sequences, portals open up in yeah. the most dollar store way they could open up. <laughs> Forget Rogers the musical. I want to see this play. I want to see Ragnarok the play. Can I just yeah. give it five out of five? With Matt now? Damon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're more than welcome to, Mo, but I don't. I think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> like, uh, you know, it's funny because I. Uh, it goes back to, at least for me, uh, you know, Mo put into our group chat. Uh, Mo, please give us the quote. Uh, he doesn't know what you're talking about. That people love Taika Waititi till Taika Waititi does Taika Waititi shit. Indeed. Is that really and what he was doing here? It's I don't Taika know. Waititi. Look, it, that, it there's a, there's a to reason, me. There's a reason why two of the four Thor movies are vastly different than the other ones. In one in quality, but also in tone and uh, story type, um, and that's the Waiku, Taika Waititi's uh, sensibilities, and that's what he does. He, he makes shit unexpected. He's a dude that said, "I'm gonna play Hitler," yeah, <laughs> and he played Hitler. He wrote a movie yeah. where he plays Hitler. But see, this this movie felt more like after the the success of Ragnarok, Marvel backed up a truck full of money and said, "Do it again." And Waititi's like, well, I mean, I already, I, I was done. Yeah. But okay, give me, give me a little thirty minutes to recover and uh, 
Sure, I'll get him there again. <laughs> it's not, you know, he's already as as a, as a wise man once once said, he already shot his good load. Well, look, uh, Ragnarok's not his good load, man. You got uh, Joe for Rabbit Thor movies. Yeah. I mean, for Thor oh, movies. okay. And his his good MCU load. Yeah, because all his loads are good. It, he's his brain was already on the Star Wars movie. <laughs> Hilarious. Which I yeah, mean, kind of became a little bit. I, you know, I, I will say that, um, like, here's the thing, like, Thor Ragnarok, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure Taika Waititi, like, wrote this joint. Mm-hmm. And so Taika Waititi's sensibilities on the movie itself is one thing, but him crafting the story is something different. Like, Ragnarok, like, was written by comic book writers. And so, like, at least, you know, screenplay-wise. So it's like, or, or I mean, I'll, I'll say comic book writers, but I'm, I'm talking about, uh, wait, uh, let me just Marvel, make sure. Marvel staff writers. <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, uh, so... Eric Peterson, uh, Pearson, I'm sorry, Eric Pearson, Craig Kyle, and Chris Yost wrote Rat Thor Ragnarok as far as screenplay goes. And, you know, all those people are familiar with writing comic yeah. books. So it's like Thor Ragnarok. Like, I, I, you all remember when Thor Ragnarok came out, I said the first 10 minutes of Thor Ragnarok was better than the last two Thor movies put together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was just like, wow! Like what I was hoping to feel and see in a Thor movie, I got when we got to yeah. Ragnarok in that opening scene. Obviously, the the tone of that shifts some, but it all works because it feels like a Thor story at the end of the day, and it feels like a good Thor story. It uh, you know pulling uh, inspiration from some different like moments in Thor's history, you know? Um and and other parts of the, the MCU or, or or other parts of the Marvel universe, I should say, because like the comic universe. They homogenize the gospel of Hulk. <laughs> right, right. They definitely, you know, take some planet Hulk and they take, you know, like some of like Jason Aaron's Thor run a little bit and you know they kind of smash it together and they, they give you something that's an MCU Thor-esque kind of thing, right? Yeah, Love and Thunder is is just written by Taika Waititi, and I I have to say, it didn't feel like a Thor story to me. Um, and you know, I wanted to like it. It's interesting but, that that you're saying I didn't realize why Waititi didn't write Ragnarok, but he wrote Love and Thunder because he I had it. I had the impression that. The, the difference between the two movies is Ragnarok was a funny movie with action in it. Mm-hmm. Love and Thunder felt like it was trying to be a funny movie with action. Right. In it. Like you, you yeah, can know that the, the, the jokes are there. They don't know. Yeah. Hit, yeah. Like, like they, the joint they, is funny. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. Um, but it's not. But there, then there's the moments where like, okay, they're trying to a little bit too hard. Mm-hmm. Getting, it's yeah. getting cartoonish. Without mm-hmm. wa- 
without watching the movie, but I felt like that for Thor in general. <laughs> you know, like reading Thor comics feels like reading Shakespeare sometimes in humor too, where I don't get it. And then these movies <laughs> try to add a little action, a little extra comedic thing to kind of make you relate to Thor. And I feel like they they feel like they have to do it to like Doctor Strange, all these weird characters. They have to like add a little more humor so that you can kind of they think that's how you're going to relate to these people. And it needs to stop. I mean, but but yeah. like I, I I I hear where you're coming from, but I don't feel like they do that with every character, right? Because no, it's all like, the weird ones. Yeah, but I feel think like they, they did that with all the ones uh-huh. that. All the ones that um, that they were like, that was a risk that was gonna decide if they're gonna mm. like Thor. You the gotta do fantastical the, character. Yeah, so you gotta show his ass because man ass is funny, and then you have to uh, you have to show him drinking and uh, being overly like homoerotic. But, but Thor drinks, right? But they they don't have to show it. Like you could do just a straight up Thor adventure where he's like investigating some fucking galactic murder mystery <laughs> like mm, you, know, you. you know you don't need funny yeah. shit for that no no and i and i'll give you that no I, and yeah. and that was the whole thing where Not that I, I, mean, seen the I, movie. Knew, I know i knew going in that this joint was going to be more action comedy than anything else um but you know when you're talking about gore the god butcher I did kind of feel like okay, well they'll they'll take their moments to kind of give Gore, uh, let Gore have like the gravitas, like, like let that be like the grounding kind of thing. And I don't feel like that's exactly how it turned out, unfortunately. Actually, I think well, Gore started off with that. Yeah, and it then did. and then he uh, he gets a little bit he you know super villainy. I guess is the yeah. way to describe it. And then mm-hmm. by the end of it, he goes out like a little bitch. Like he's almost, he out. almost turns into, uh, like he almost turns, like he, he, he just stops from starting to do like a Joker impression. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where I mean, it's like. I tried to say it was the, uh, the Necro sword that was, that was, uh, doing it to him. Which you know, I mean, oh, you, you, you that could be the case, but they sure didn't talk about that much. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Alphonse? No, that is one thing I definitely said in my head with the specifically towards the end when he's monologuing to Thor, mm-hmm. and he starts talking, and all I could think to in my head was like, "Man, this is coming off as Jared Leto Joker," mm-hmm. but uh, but unlike Jared Leto Joker, I could take this guy seriously. Even yeah, when he's yeah, no, no, those, like, it's much better. Those like inward breathing noises where they, where he's going, uh, and he's like, uh, "You are a, uh, a god," you know. I yeah. can still take him seriously, and I'm the whole time I'm like, "Man, this guy is coming off very Jokerish, but in a good way." <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a much more solid performance than Jared Leto did with Joker. No question on that. Tiger Claw says we got to see Thor's ass guardian. Oh, gee, Tiger Claw. Oh, about no. that. So a lot that's of that's my that's female... Kiki joke, right? <laughs> yeah. He wrote that joke. A lot of my female employees went to the movie 
<laughs> like that was one of the main things they wanted to see. That was the draw, huh? Because uh, obviously, obviously, Chris Hemsworth is a very attractive man. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then yeah. you promise to show him naked. It's like right. I was going to buy the ticket. Now I'm reserving my seat for that ticket. You know. And that's actually <laughs> a, a good example of what I was talking about earlier. When that happens, it's funny. Now we got to zoom in on the, on the tattoos. Yeah, and that just, like takes it like okay, you you SNL'd it. You took it a little too far. Right, right. No, I agree with you. Like, like showing his backside and the women fainting was enough. Right, <laughs> that was that was definitely yeah. enough. But that's the problem. It, they show that. The oh, that's going to be the commercial. Now, when you see the movie, and if you don't do, if you don't take it too far, that moment's already wasted because you started in the commercial. I guess so. I mean, that I guess that's true. No, but I will say this though: it's like if that's what gets people to buy tickets, then you know, hey, I, I get it. Uh, what what I will say is this. Chris Hemsworth's friggin' physique is crazy. Like this fool, like, and I, I'm I'm saying that as like a friggin' cis male, like, dude, like, what the hell? Like, he's huge, ridiculously huge. Like, I feel like his Thor in this is very well might be bigger than than Chris Evans's. Oh, Captain America now. I'm just saying, like, and I was like, I was like, that's crazy because this fool came out that tube, and I was like, damn, that fool's crazy nah, he, jacked. He looked he looked fluffy in that. Yeah, Ooh. he comes out of that tube. Right. No, you're lying. Nothing wrong with fluffy. Like, Wait, you got fluffy. Muscles. Yeah, the muscles look he didn't look ripped. He when, looked, it, when it opens, yeah, he looks like 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 a like balloonish. Right. Well, but that's because, but that's because his muscles are so big. Right. He didn't shred. No, he does. He shredded too. They yeah, but to not like he didn't like. He's not like uh, you know. Oz wants to see him. You know, Mister Olympia. He's the definition. Yeah, the definition doesn't look that much because like he didn't Thor. shred completely. Like Thor looks Jack like he's ready to compete for Mister well, Olympia. Well, but here's yeah. the thing, though. It's it's something about like the 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 way the shape the v is crazy it's a crazy v and you know i'm just saying like i'm not the type of person that usually notices any of that stuff or anything like that but i'm sitting here like what the hell like this looks crazy i'm criticizing the the body of a man who i will never come anywhere near that (laughs) right you look fluffy too i'm not yeah i don't have a six-pack i have a keg what I like about that too is that um, he recently came out with pictures of him like dropping the muscle weight because he doesn't have to keep it up anymore, at least for mm-hmm. now. And um, it, and it, it just reminds me of a, a scene from like uh, The Simpsons where they're like, "Oh, great, we can't. Uh, there's no women, so we don't have to suck it in." And all the men's guts come out. <laughs> like, I know how satisfying that feels <laughs> to be like, yeah. oh, I don't have to there's keep up not. appearances." It, it's a really and, and funny. I feel like uh, he was able to take that breath. Also, hilarious. With the Captain, uh, with the Captain America scene, uh, I like that. I just like that part where uh, Peggy Carter kind of like flinches to touch. Touches him. Yeah, like, yeah. That's everybody in the world right now. Anybody well, in the world is like. That wasn't in the script. She actually did that. That was her first time seeing him without his shirt, and that yeah, was like, she couldn't yeah. stop herself. Um, but yeah. there's a really funny commercial with Jason Momoa. I forget what it's for. Where he's walking into his house and he starts like taking off his muscles. 
Oh, oh yeah. He, he, he like turns into oh, basically Captain I, Rogers. I think it was for like a, a VPN service or something like that. And then yeah. he yeah, secure. Like that. So, so it's like him being secure with his body. <laughs> but yeah. he just rips off the muscle and exposes fat. It's great. Yeah. But and yeah, I, man. So generally, was, like the movie wasn't because uh, I've been hearing a lot of shit talking online that I haven't been able to verify. And one of the things that keeps coming up is like that they're banking on Thor being good looking like that. And, but nobody wants to say it's a bad movie. <laughs> like not, I don't understand it's, why. It's not a bad movie. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad I mean, movie. Do you think it's bad? It's, movie? A, it's, a, it's only okay, honestly, because here's the thing. Like the movie is really funny, but the plot is very like, it plays fast and loose with a lot of things. And there's a lot of cool little moments, but there's not any like spectacular kind of moment in this movie that you're like, dude, you gotta go and see this happen. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't. There's not one thing in there that I feel like I could say to somebody else that that wasn't me. You have to go see this one thing because there is one thing for me that I'm like, wow, I did not think that I would ever see that, and I like. That was probably the redeeming quality of the movie for me, where what I'm like, okay, it? like, so what, what, what that was, and again, look, spoiler warnings there. So the good part is that I got to see a right, I got to see a comic book accurate eternity in this movie, Shit. which I'm just like, I also see a singularity. What? You might have also seen the singularity. What? What's who's who's singularity? Oh, I'm the I'm the comic book guy now. Then, <laughs> yeah, we talk about movies, bitch. No comic. We don't I'm saying singularity. Books. Who? We got Actually, these boys on Prime. We don't need comics. Is that a is that a, is that a Marvel character? Whatever. So, so jumping on that, it, it, it brings up something that I've been hearing a lot on the internet, and it's the fact that this movie doesn't know whether it wants to be a kid's movie or an adult movie. Because on one hand, I'm like, the gods are talking about having orgies and how he's right. invited to the orgy, but then he's not invited to the orgy. Right. And it's going to be a great one between all the gods. But right. then like 30 minutes later, you have something that I, I was definitely like, all right, this is definitely for the kids and the audience. Right. And that's again spoilers. Yeah, I'm say it. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, say it. Thor gives his power to uh, a, a bunch of kids, like as guardian children yeah. and alien children that are with them that survived from the whole like Thanos uh, mm-hmm. situation, and that they I guess they were living on Asgard for a while. Yeah, like the kids, the children and of Asgard, basically. So he does say like, all right, you know, I'm, uh, give these kids for a limited time only <laughs> the power of Thor, and then all the kids get the power. And I was like, yeah, this seems very kid-centric. Right. And again, it's ridiculous. I blame Disney for that. What do you, don't blame Disney. Blame Taika Waititi. No, I blame Disney. Because, he wrote it? No, because they have two different settings on, on Disney+. Plus. That, that's the the, 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 the hey, unreal hey. uh, cut. They could mm-hmm. easily make we were in the theater. We're right. not on Disney Plus, I, it, but right. But when the kids watch it on Disney Plus, they're gonna have the, the stuff for kids in it. 
I, I agree. That kid stuff was dumb. I, I, would, I would believe that. Yeah. I would believe that they take out just taking them home and you're done. Listen, how, how many kids does Taika Waititi have? Four. Is that and true? They're, and, they're yeah, in this and he's in a throuple. Oh, okay. Well, that I knew. No, <laughs> no but, but that's it. Like, all this is literally something, a moment that was written in so that people could have their kids in the movie. And everybody everybody in the cast, their kids are in this movie. Which is, like, if there was a good reason for that, like if there was like a school scene, or just like the kids of Asgard, just in general, I have no problem with that aspect of things. But friggin' children infused with the power of, of, of Thor fighting off the minions of Gore the God Butcher, it's like, that's not... Like, why would Thor want those children to do that? Why not just send those kids home? You know? It's like, I don't know. Tiger Claw says, I love that they are now bringing Greek mythology into the MCU. Also, Zeus was pretty cool. I love that he has the Greek accent. So this Zeus was a more accurate portrayal of the character than any other version, which has normally had him with a British accent. I, I I guess that is technically true, Tiger Claw. Yes, Greek. Usually, Zeus does not have a Greek accent. That is they true. They should. I mean, they should have used an actual Greek person. I mean, <laughs> ideally, <laughs> right? Yeah, like Ian Gomez could have been. Uh, could have been Zeus. I don't know who that, that is, uh, but I'm assuming they're Greek. When you Google it, yeah, he's Greek. And when you Google it, it's going to be great. That's a Taika Waititiism. Oh, okay. I'll give I don't you guys know. time to do that. Well, that yeah, actually, okay. So, yeah, you have, the, you have the kids gaining the power of, uh, you know, Thor. And, you know, like, they're even using the power in, like, very kid ways. You see one with a bunch of, like, whips, like, jump rope style. And you see one mm-hmm. with a little stuffed bunny, and it's shooting laser yeah. beams out of the bunny's eyes, lightning. Yeah. And then you have yes. the child of eternity, and they have like a very cute like father daughter scene, where it's like, all right, now the little girl has a giant hammer, you know? It's 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 crazy, man. It's like, and that see, this is the the good part is I get to see a comic book accurate eternity. The bad part is that. They turned Eternity into the dragon from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and the whole plot point, like all that Gore is trying to do is get to the 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 center of the universe to meet Eternity to make a wish. And it's like, because when you if you go to Eternity, you get a one wish. And I'm like, what? Why? I, I want Why do you get a hmm? also I, don't, don't forget, Zeus tells Thor, oh, he'll never make it to eternity. He doesn't have the key. Never pointing out that Stormbreaker is the key. Yeah, yeah. But in, in defense of that plot point, which I'm not saying that it's a... Again, I've already stated I don't think it's a good story, generally speaking. I don't think it's a good story. Oh, there he is. Oh, that guy. Okay. That's Neil Gomez. He could have been Zeus. He, he's Greek? Yeah. Like an eighth no? Greek. Oh. But he's more hey, he's more Greek than fucking Russell Crowe. Yeah, but Are we he sure? like, like he's Hollywood <laughs> Greek and he's married to uh Nia Nia Vardalos. Hollywood Greek. I don't know who that is. Is he different <laughs> than other Greek? Larry, 
man. What? What are you mad at me for? Uncultured swine. He doesn't look like a Zeus. He looks like a Bacchus. You never watched fucking my big fat Greek wedding? I have. Yeah, Neil Vardalos wrote, directed, and starred in my big fat Greek wedding. So which person is she? The main girl. Okay. That's all you got to say. There's a lot of people in my big fat Greek wedding. I don't know which one she is. Including including Ian Gomez. Yeah, listen. I'm just saying, like she, she could have been humble and not been the star. Nah, she's born to be a star. Okay, I'm not knocking her. I'm just saying I didn't know. I wasn't certain, so I asked the question. Knocking you, but anyway, should have known. Listen, here's here's what I need to get back to. Why is Eternity the Dragon Ball Dragon? What's the name of the dragon from Dragon Ball? Because I want to look at Shenron. I am the anime man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Shenron. I said it first by two seconds, though. True. You both lag. Lag. I'm in a garage. I got lag. (laughs) He said lag. Lag. (laughs) Economic economic, uh, circumstances at 128. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, wireless connection to my router, which connects to that front house. (laughs) And and so here's the whole thing where for me, I'm like, I don't. I'm was not by no means was I expecting. The Thor from the or the 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 gore from the comic book for the plot to be the same because in the in the comic he's trying to you know he's getting all the what is he? he's getting like the essences if I'm not if I'm remembering right the essences of gods to make the god bomb and destroy all the gods at once or whatever it, I like that, I get oh go ahead what were you gonna say Alphonse? No, that, I was gonna say real quick that that brings up one of my favorite things to do also is to um tell the beautiful woman who lives in my house uh, like things from the comic that are different than the movie. Yeah. And so like there's certain times where I'm like, oh, well in the comics, this happens. And she goes, that sounds so cool. <laughs> that sounds way better than the movie. And she so could be a Hollywood woman, executive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, she can't be because yeah, they don't no. pick those. No, Hollywood no, say, no, is like, oh, this sounds so cool. Let's make it in a movie, but do it different. <laughs> the, the one that but she yeah, liked man. the most is the the when Jane Foster picks up the hammer and it turns mm-hmm. the he into a she of like he should be worthy or she should be yeah. worthy. Yeah. She was like yeah. and it's on the inscription. Know, it's, on, it's on the moon. <laughs> right. And she's and all you see is her foot and the hand and her hand picking it up and she's like that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't do this right here? And I'm like, eh, eh. it's it's and an amazing who, moment. Who drew that? That, that, was like, a, that was a Asad Ribic, I think. Asad Ribic. Okay. Yeah, I think Maybe. I'm pretty sure that that run is is Jason Aaron and Asad Ribic. Man. Yeah, they turned. I know. It's, it's the, art really, like, the art really does the justice of that moment. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so the same thing with the whole Gorb getting all the essence together. And the way even Gorb looks uh, sometimes in the comics when it's it's just kind of like a shadow kind of face. Mm-hmm. Like the way that looks too. But I was just like, I, I, uh, they, they do Dude. what they can. <laughs> but no, but they don't. That's, don't say that. Don't, don't tell her that lie because that's the whole thing. They don't do what they can. And that's one of the things that bothers me about the whole thing where it's like, I get it. Christian Bale's a big movie star and he wants to be seen. And I'm not mad at him for wanting to be seen, but you can't mess around. Like, if that's what it is, then just say that. 
you know, don't mess around and try to pretend like, oh, well, we couldn't do Gore the God Butcher because it's like, nah, like, all you do is you take that Voldemort makeup in the face <laughs> and then you put the, the Twi'lek head tails on it and that's Gore the God Butcher. Like, it's literally... That they didn't, they didn't want to have him compared to Voldemort and that's why they didn't do the no-nose thing. It, it's it's ridiculous. Like, there's no good... Like, it, like, it doesn't make sense to be like, why would people be like, oh, they're just trying to do Voldemort. It's like, it's a character in a comic book. Like, and that's and that's actually uh, like a, a meme now that <laughs> uh, villains aren't allowed to have noses. <laughs> well, hey, I guess I don't know, man. It's like I it's like I'm not saying what I will say is this: is having seen the movie, I'm not as uh, I don't feel as bad that he doesn't look like Gore the God Butcher because he didn't act like Gore the God Butcher anyway. So, which is crazy because it's like again, I'm a I, I'm a big fan of Christian Bale's. But I will say that this is probably like the performance of his that I've enjoyed the least because it's not, it's not like it's terrible. It's just not, it's not like I'm used to seeing Christian Bell performances and being like, man, like even if he's in a bad movie, I'm like, man, that might not have been a good movie, but Christian Bell acted the hell out of that role. And this definitely feels like Christian Bale was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and get this Marvel money. And then I'm gonna get to do whatever two movies I want to do next because I don't have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like, yeah. I'm a like Christian Bale got probably a piece of the toy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or or got paid for the likeness for the toy, and he probably did like some voiceover something or other for something else. And you know, this fool made enough money that he can act in whatever two films he wants to next. And then he has to figure out well what the next big payday is gonna be. So um, you know, yeah. One of the complaints I read read online a lot was that there wasn't enough of Gore in the movie. Like his moments were good, they enjoyed them, but they didn't. They don't give him his like. I, I guess do. gravitas, for lack of a yeah. better word. I don't know what gravitas means, but I'm just reading what the Facebook post said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how do how, Alphonse Oz. How do you feel about that, Alphonse? Why don't you go first? I kept going back and forth with the whole um, is he that powerful or not kind of thing whenever I looked at him because he would summon his minions and then he would just stand on the side for a while but then he'll fight and it's like all right he's putting up a fight he's actually able to fight Thor off and then he'll he the first time you see him do that he kind of gives away from the fight he does it again when they fight again and again he gets the hand of all three of them kind of like he's able to pin all three of them down for a really long time <laughs> mm -hmm. so i'm like all right so this guy is strong but somehow i'm still not getting the is he strong feelings out of him <laughs> and that's when he starts doing the whole jerry little acting thing and i'm like you're failing me man <laughs> you're failing <laughs> me right now i like it but you're you're losing me yeah but once he has the, just that last scene when he's like uh when he's dying and he's talking to both Thor and uh, uh, Love, I was like, "All right, you you got me back, <laughs> you got me back for mm -hmm. that." But you're right in the feeling of like, I don't see him a lot in this movie. He does mm -hmm. his parts, but then he leaves, or someone else would leave, and then you don't see him for a good while. Mm -hmm. Oz, what do you think? I could use a little bit more. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. the. 
show me the transformation from the the guy they show us at first when he gets in there <laughs> to the uh the uh jokerish uh character he becomes when he kidnaps the kids yeah and all they do is they just kind of say hey apparently somebody's going around killing gods and that's mm-hmm. that i mean you know it's him but yeah it's a little bit more would have done a better service for his character Mm-hmm. yeah and and you know ultimately like i feel like the character like the performance fluctuates because like and and some of that is on christian bale but again i think some of this is on taiko waititi just because when christian bale has meat on the bone he performs hence like the the kind of the final scene like when he's sitting there and and having to have this like heart-to-heart conversation with Thor and being like, hey, you know, you were right. Just, like, make sure my my daughter is taken care of. You get Christian Bale doing what he does and taking some material and delivering it and and being able to give a performance that's like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty good. But I feel like everything from that portion... To the first scene, or which, which I believe is the first scene, yeah. like everything in between there, like he just basically doesn't have anything to work with, and so you have him like trying to find it maybe, and not doing a good job of it, you know. <laughs> so it's just like, well, Jesus, like you know, which is crazy because like Gore the God Butcher is a good character. Like it's not like the source material is lacking. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some comic book character... Like, listen, there was a point where, yeah, people might like, say, for instance, and you all know how big of an X-Men fan I am, but people might like Apocalypse, but there was a long time when there wasn't a lot of Apocalypse there. Like, Apocalypse was more like a force of nature versus an actual character. And it took a while. Like, And when I say a while, I'm talking about kind of like decades <laughs> for that character to kind of get fleshed out in a way where it's kind of like more than just survival of the fittest and actually has like some substance to it and why you know you're like okay like it's tough to find that character maybe but gore is not that like jason aaron wrote a character that actually has motivations and has like uh, a certain amount of depth and it just wasn't it wasn't realized in this movie Uh, what yeah, was man. the uh, mid and post credit scene? Right. The so, mid credit uh, scene. Oh. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Alphonse. Well, tell tell the mid credit scene, and Oz, I'll let you do the post credit. So the mid credit scene is that you find out that Zeus is alive because um, during the moment when they are all at the God Palaces or whatever it's called, I forgot what it's called. Yeah, Omnipotence there. City. Yeah, there you go, Omnipotence City. Which I think that scene is made for like. Uh, YouTube, pause here and look at all the characters you miss. Kind of, kind of videos. Yeah. If you yeah, mm-hmm. those 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 happen pretty much any that's, Marvel movie. That's the same place you get the tattoos. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But but that scene was like, look at all the gods here. Ba 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 ba. They actually kill Zeus with his own lightning bolt. But then towards the end of the movie, you find out that he's alive and he's giving off this speech of like, all right, you don't piss me off. And he's saying it to Hercules, 
and you see Hercules. Uh, who plays yeah. Hercules? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, we I have technology. It right? No, no. It's the dude from um, uh, which, which I find funny because Disney already said that they're gonna make a live action Hercules from the animated series. You know how they're remaking all their old movies with live action. One of the ones that's next is the Hercules one with the the greatest Danny DeVito ever. <laughs> Brett Goldstein. Brett What's Gold? that guy from again? Is he from? Ted he's not Lasso. from what they. Oh, Ted Lasso. Oh. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. oh, that guy. That guy's. I always thought that guy was a CGI construct. <laughs> <laughs> no, and and the yeah, dude is in like the more modern kind of Hercules outfit, but it is a a comic. Yeah, he has the accurate version. It's just the modern, the yeah. modern comic accurate, not the I don't not know the if traditional. See him act mm-hmm. like comic book Hercules. I mean, he doesn't do any act. He's just like standing there. Right. Yeah. That's what he does on Ted Lasso. He stands there and he like hits the club on his hand. That's what he does. He's like, all right. Pow. No, but he in the in the movie he actually like screams or something, right? No. Yeah, he, he doesn't. No, he just oh, like I, I thought he just made a noise or something, but maybe I'm wrong. If anything, he nods at at Hercules, but oh okay, that, uh, that, that, that's what he does on Ted Lasso too. Well, there you go, there you go, <laughs> and and you know, like Hercules has gone through like a, a bit of a he's gone through a character arc in the last few years of of Marvel comics, but this definitely looks like like kind of like where Hercules starts, like the. The definitely like the brash kind of I'm the best god of all the gods kind of Hercules. So that's what he looks like. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then Oz, why don't you talk about the post the 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 end credit scene? Uh yeah, it's just um uh Jane Foster oh, materializing uh under an arch and uh Heimdall is there and says, Hey, well, welcome to Valhalla. That's it, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't that's know true. what makes people think that that's going to have like some big impact on future Thor movies or. Wait, well, she's dead. They, she's well, in Valhalla. They read that, that the whole point is, like, she got to a, a heaven. Yeah, but that happens in the comic eyes. Okay, I do like and the- then. And then she comes back in the comics that don't happen in the MCU. I don't know why you got to bring comics. The majority of things that happen in (laughs) comics don't happen in the MCU. Yeah, that's one that I don't understand why people are making a big deal about it. In the comics, was Mjolnir uh, able to like shoot like a shotgun? Look, in the comics, (laughs) Donald Blake would turn into Thor. I mean, yes, Moses, but you're saying that like that's been you said they read comics. I read comics too. Yeah. Thor hasn't been Donald Blake for how long? About 10 years. In the You're comics, so Angela showed up as Thor's sister. You're so crazy. Is Beta Ray Bill in it? No. No. I, no. So nothing cool happens in this. What What I will say, one thing that was an idea that happened in this movie that hasn't happened in the comics that I actually thought was, was actually interesting is <coughs> like in the comic... Or I'm sorry, in the movie, we all saw that, you know, Thor is using 
uh, Stormbringer because his hammer got destroyed. And the pieces... I'm sorry, Storm, Stormbreaker, yes. Yeah. The, the, It'd be awesome um, if he was using Stormbringer. <laughs> like the, the, the pieces of the hammer are displayed in Asgard, in New Asgard. And that's where Jane Foster goes and realizes that there's a connection between her and the hammer and how she actually is able to become the mighty Thor. And so the whole thing is like what Oz is talking about is she's able to actually like throw the hammer and she can throw all the pieces if she wants to. Like she can throw the hammer as a whole, but she can actually throw all the pieces and the individual pieces will fly. And the pieces shoot out individually. Like they can spread out, and so she it can hit individual things and then reform back into the hammer. And I honestly I thought that was actually very cool. Like like considering that the hammer did actually break, it's not like they're like, oh no, it's formed, it's like reforged. It's like no, no, it's like the the magic or the power of Thor is making it or constituting it as a whole when it wants to be, but it's the magic that's keeping it together. And if you want, if you want to, to be a part into the pieces, you can do that too. And I was like, that's actually a cool thing. Like, that's something that you know. I mean, obviously, the like, there's no reason for that to happen in the comics because the the hammer didn't break in the comics. But, but then, since they decided to do that, I was like, oh, that's that's actually yeah, like that's that's uh, that, inventive. That, that brings up the question: Why did the hammer not do that for Thor? It wasn't worthy. He is. He picks it up. He picks it up. He's like, oh, it's just checking and you know, hands it back. Yeah, so he, he does pick it up. That is yeah, well, oh, you mean like in this movie why it doesn't happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought movie. why it didn't happen as soon as Hella broke it. <laughs> well, well I mean, if it had the power, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, honestly, I think a part of it is more the idea that it's about Thor. Like, it's not that Thor's not unworthy, but he doesn't believe that it can, like, he can do anything with it. He so still got that warrior mindset of like broken yeah, weapon, like, throw it away. Oh, but new weapon. Jane better. Foster believed herself worthy to wield the, the hammer, or that it would put itself together for her. Well, no, no, it's not that she believed. It's that Thor, like, yeah. like, and here's this is this is another plot point, Mo, where you're going to be like, wait, what? Like, uh, every oh, so there's a it? point. You're going to say it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say it. So there's Go a ahead. point where like they show basically the whole deterioration mm-hmm. of Thor. And Jane Foster's relationship. They give us like a flashback of that whole thing like breaking down. And they kind of just grow apart, right? Uh-huh. But there's a point where Thor actually makes the hammer promise <laughs> to take care of Jane. Which oh, is a weird thing, but I'm hey. This movie is sentient. <laughs> well, but but no, but it's not, but I don't feel like that's the case because it's like Thor, like the 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 idea of Thor treating his hammer like it's a sentient being, like it's its own person. So you mean to tell me MCU could make uh, make the hammer make a promise to Thor, but they can't have Thor change into Donald Blake? Oh, they could. They just chose not to. Bullshit. No, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it didn't happen. But anyway, either way, it's like (laughs) it's like. So, because Thor 
makes the hammer promise to take care of Jane Foster. That's why the hammer is like calling out and her responding to the hammer because she has cancer now and the hammer's trying to like help make her a little bit better in the best way it can and that's by transforming her into the mighty thor and when she's doing that you know she's not dying from cancer so and then not only yeah. do you have from hearing this i think maybe taika Titi should die of cancer Oh, see, come on, man. come no. on, Jesus! I mean, should die from it. Just uh, get sick for a little while, then get better. I don't know. I, look, I'm not even a Thor fan like that. It just, it just it sounds a little too, Wait, too no. weird until you hear about the Dude. love triangle between the hammers. <laughs> right. So, right. besides the whole love friction between yeah. uh, both Thors, he keeps wanting to like. At least use Mjolnir or see if he's worthy. There's something where he just stares at Mjolnir and being like, "Hey, how's it going, old friend?" <clears throat> Meanwhile, literally, literally, a Stormbreaker slides into point of view like this, and it's like the blade is staring at Thor, like a, and it's supposed to imply like a jealous girlfriend. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, I, I wasn't doing anything. I was just talking right. to an old friend." Uh, blah, blah. Yeah, right. and that's literally like, breaker where he's like, I know it's weird that my old hammer is here. And <laughs> yeah, I just, it's 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 ridiculous. I hate that, but I love it. That that's a tech yeah, and, <laughs> and that's that. the whole yeah. thing where, yeah. where, where as I'm watching the movie, the whole time I'm 100 percent thinking about your quote, Moses. Because I'm like, this is some Taika Waititi right here. <laughs> it's like, and I'm not saying it's not funny. Because it is yeah. funny. Yeah. But it's not it, Thor. It's like a good yeah. Saturday Night Live skit. Like, it's not the Thor right. movie. Yeah. It's not like right. Chris exactly. If Chris hosts uh, Saturday Night Live or, or Taika Waititi hosts Saturday Night Live, he could do that there. Right. Exactly. It's like, and that's, and the whole movie feels like a bunch of bits kind of put together into a movie as opposed to a Thor story. And that's, and that's the whole thing where it's like, Ragnarok is great because you take some people that know Thor yeah. and write a Thor story and then they hand it over to Taika Waititi and he puts his little bits on it. Yeah. But for the most part, sticking to the script and or well and I, I can't I'm I'm, I'm assuming cuz obviously I don't know how much uh, of Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi actually decided to change and didn't decide to change. I don't know that, but but I'm assuming the bones of the story maintained, and Taika Waititi just came in and added some like <coughs> interesting, like like Korg, and the way that Korg and the other insect alien thing, and like how some of the stuff happens on, uh, on on um, friggin' Uh, what what's the world? What world are they on? In play? Are they on Sakar or is that a different world? No, I don't remember. Uh, but whatever the world they fight on in 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 you know wherever Thor and Hulk fight, it's like you know like it it has the flavor of what Taika Waititi. What well, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. messing around his whole name. I'm sorry, but it has it has his flavor on it, but it's not his story. And this story is just like. Dude, what are we talking about right now? Like, wait, like what? What are we like? So, we have friggin' 
like there's a scene where you have Valkyrie, who's now the head, you know, I mean, Tessa Thompson, who's the yeah. head of like the king of Asgard now, right? Valkyrie. Right. And she's doing like deodorant commercials. And it's just like, okay, I get it. Cause like Asgard is like, it's it, Asgard is basically like almost like a Disney world. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, a destination spot that people like uh, a vacation spot people come yeah. to and experience. And I, I don't have any issue with that aspect of things, but it's like, why, like, why would the, the, the head of, of state be doing a deodorant commercial? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it would, it's just a weird kind of like, I don't know, man, it's, it's wild. It, it's just like, and I get like, and so one of those things where it's like, okay, it's comedic, but it doesn't make sense for the the world that we're living in. Like somebody doing that in Asgard is one thing, but you know, like maybe you shouldn't have killed off the Warriors three. You know what I'm saying? So one of them could have been doing that, or or and that's the shoot. That's another thing. Like Sif is in this joint, and Sif loses her arm, and I don't know why. I guess that's an homage to the idea that Thor lost his arm in that comic run. And you know it, it's cool, like or it's cool in the comic. In this, I'm just like, why would we just maim that character for what purpose? Like, they don't give it, her the what was it, the destroyer arm or something? Yeah, right. Like in 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 the Thor comic, he gets a destroyer arm, and of course, like Thor looks super cool <laughs> with this big metal arm, along with you know his hammer in the other hand, and it's just like he's doing his thing. And if they had given Sif that, that would be interesting, and I, I would understand it more. But still, it's just like there's no good reason to even cut her arm off. Like, it doesn't add anything to the story. Like, nobody even mentions it. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Actually, I don't thing, think so. One thing I didn't think about that my, my wife actually pointed out after we watched it was and she was looking at me, she was looking at me like, so Loki falls, falls in love with himself. Now Thor is falling in love with himself. Does everybody, all the gods, fall in love with themselves? Well, look, they—they're beings that only thrive, they only exist because people worship them. <laughs> they're the worst kind of narcissists there are. No, but I—I I feel like, uh, like Loki falling in love with himself makes sense. Thor's not falling in love with himself. He's falling in love with the person he was already in love with. That has picked up his mantle. Like, yeah, that's not and he lost—he lost his love for her until she became him. Like he literally I mean, says in the movie, she be, she she became me. She she took. Yeah. Me. They call her Thor. I don't I don't think it's her. Like she's obviously not like how he was as Thor. She's a different kind of Thor. All right, uh, guys, sorry about this, but I I gotta go now. How I dare mean, you? You can't leave. I, I, you no no. But real quick, Alphonse, tell us out of five, what would you rate Thor: Love and Thunder? All right, I'll give it to you guys like this. If you think that. A goat screaming is funny. Oh, then you're gonna geez. get. Oh, like, okay, Larry, you already know. We didn't even get to that. You're it's funny the this first movie time. A, it's a four out of five. If you don't think goat screaming for way too long is funny, then it's a three out of five. <laughs> there it is. That. Alphonse, um, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Thank you. Later. Uh, it, it's good enough time. Look, I like uh, this, Oz. Man. 
Uh, Oz, why don't why don't you give us your uh your rating for Thor: Love and Thunder? Um, originally, I was probably gonna give it a three and a half, but you give me a solid two and a half minutes of Mew Mew, it's a four. <laughs> <laughs> and when you say Mew Mew, you're talking about Zoe Deschanel. What? Zoe Deschanel is not in this movie. I'm sorry. What's home chick's name? Uh-huh. I, I always do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's home chick's name? What's your name? Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know why I do that. They don't, they don't look alike. Second season of her new show's out. Which one? Dollface. Oh, I don't even know what we're talking about. I hate, <laughs> I hate that show, but I is, is that Zoe or Cat? Which one are we talking about? The cat. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> like I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, I don't know what that is. I, I, okay, I hate, I hate that show because it's a chick show, but she's in it, so I smile when I watch it. Hilarity. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give Thor: Love and Thunder. I don't know, man. I think I got to give it like two and a half out of five. It's like. Nah, it, it, yeah, it's all right. If you That's got, how I feel about it. You, you got Disney Plus. You can watch. Yeah. You, you're oh, absolutely. Watch Definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. In in 45 days, you should all watch it if you already have Disney Plus. But don't don't sign up for it because yeah. And and Moses Magnum, how would you rate our review of Thor: Love and Thunder? Uh, honestly, the spoilers help because <laughs> I feel like I watched it. Like you tell me all that. <laughs> Yeah, even like how Alphonse said, like half. If if you enjoy goat screaming, and if it goes a little too far, you still think it's funny. You're gonna enjoy it, and I I think goat screaming, even if it goes too far, I think it's funny. You know, me I like pushing the joke over and over till it's not funny. Screaming is why it's funny again. No, one hundred percent. Like, and and this is this is actual voice. Oh, I did not know that's what you meant. I think I, I read that somewhere. I don't know if it's true. I haven't. I didn't really care enough to dive deeper yeah. into the no, no, yeah. in the in a movie. And and this is the whole thing. Like I'm sitting here, like okay, I know enough. Like I know the actual Norse mythology to know that Thor actually had goats, right? And and I know the Marvel comic to know that Jason Aaron actually did bring the goats into the Marvel comic for Thor at a certain point too. But I'm sitting there watching this movie like the are these are goats these screaming goats? just because of the meme? Because yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like it's like the the screaming goats became like a friggin' internet meme thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's funny when you see it in the video. And I'm not like it's funny if the goats scream when they initially come on the screen in that moment because especially considering like you know it's like the the whole moment is its own little thing but it's like when it first comes on the screen it's like oh that's that you, you chuckle right these goats scream periodically throughout this entire movie and it's just like are we doing this just because of that meme <laughs> like it's like it's just literally like there's no, there's no substantive value 
for the scream. It's literally just for the laugh. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, that's only funny to Taika. Like, <laughs> that's only funny. Like, like, what if I make the ghost scream like every like 20 minutes? Yeah. Like, you know, and, and people are like, his friends are like, nah, you're not going to do that. Uh, look, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know? it's like, that, that's literally like what this feels like. And it's just like, okay, I get it. Like, I'm not saying that it's not funny to you and your people. What I'm saying is make that cut for yourself and then don't do it for the actual movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like show that to your friends and it's like, oh, look, I did the director's cut and guess what happens? <laughs> you know, and it's like if we got that as a bonus on you know whatever, I don't even know how movies are delivered anymore. <laughs> like, do, do we have physical releases or only digital? I don't know. You do, but, but we didn't ever know when they come out. Eventually, they're right. just there at Best if, Buy it, next it, to the weird, uh, the 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 weird <laughs> phone chargers. If the director's cut of that joint has these goats screaming every so often, I personally would think that's hilarious at that point. But if I'm like, like, I would be able to laugh at it because I feel like I'm in on the joke. But dude, yeah. Why are we doing You're, you're going to block me for that? We got a free promo code. Is that a, is that a Mo deal? Yeah. Of what? <laughs> I don't know. Some spam shit that oh, wants to get more viewers. Look, if I wanted to get more viewers, I'd do a good show, goddammit. Amen. Say that again, Mo. Yeah. Look, that's why we're the audio equivalent of screaming goats every yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> now, did any of these goats faint? No! The uh, fainting would have been funnier to me. Right, yeah. If the goats had fa- especially because the goats are in, like, space. So right. space-fainting floating goats, I feel like I would have laughed my ass off at. Because they felt like they faint like if you give them the Vulcan p- pinch, like they yeah. just they just scream and that's it. Yeah. And it doesn't make it, sense that they're pulling this boat that has been flying on its own the whole time. It 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 doesn't make any sense. They just attach them to the front and they run on this rainbow bridge that like I don't I don't even remember like and I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying personally, I don't even remember Stormbreaker being infused with the the Bifrost. Like when did yeah, that happen? That's how, no, that's how he shows up in uh Infinity War. Yeah. He he, he yeah, opens it with, with the when Ruffle was like, oh you guys are in trouble now. It's because he Bifrost in with uh, Groot and Rocket. Yeah. Right. I remember that happening, but that like how does that even happen? Stormbreaker gives him the ability to do that. Why? Because uh look ask Kevin Feige you know what the the dwarf said, "Oh, in theory, it should even call the the Bifrost, and then oh, you know, it hold it there up. it is through the power of Dinklage." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, MCU shit. Like you're mad at you're asking me, but MCU shit does its own thing. Like no, sudden, like I mean, we watch Miss Marvel. All of a sudden, she's got stretchy powers. When they're like, we don't want to give her no stretchy powers. I I agree. I and agree. Like, why and- the fuck? We'll get to that. Let's just yeah, we can switch to TV. Let's do some TV stuff. There it is. Thor Love and Thunder. (laughs) The TV intro. TV TV. Oh, there's a scary. There's a scary TV. Scary. Yeah. Oh so. 
Shout out again, Mo, for that intro. It's great. Every time I watch it, it reminds me I need to buy a Darkwing Duck statue, but I don't think they make them. Oh, they make them. Yeah. Not a good one. You could tell somebody on Fiverr to make you one. Dude, like, I guarantee you, like, tomorrow I'm going to send you a link for a good Darkwing Duck statue. I doubt that. Because there is a collectible section of our Discord. He'll he'll want to send you one, but he'll forget. I don't remember. No, I don't remember. Nothing. I'm gonna send it to our group chat and to the, uh, the collectible Discord slide. Ooh, heck, posted a Grendel. I can post some. I saw that. Yeah, I want to. So anyway, so the uh, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, finally. Yeah, and so we haven't talked about Miss Marvel, if I'm not mistaken, and since the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was it the, just the first one, or did they? Oh, they they did one at a time. Yeah. Right, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did one at a time. So yeah, we we only talked about the first one, and then, you know, maybe the first uh, two, but it's still you might be right. Yeah, maybe yeah. it was the first two. And so you know, either way, it's been a month basically since we talked about it. The show had its sixth and and final episode of of this season, at least. If I don't know if they're gonna do a second season or not, but um, yeah. Let's let's talk about Miss Marvel, and talk about the the show in general, the finale specifically, and uh, what we thought of it. And so, you know, I thought, of... I thought, oh, go ahead. Was, go ahead, I thought it was bad enough that they changed their powers, yeah, to uh, that of a Green Lantern. But then okay. she gains Iceman abilities. She gets what abilities? Time travel abilities. Like there's there's a whole episode to her time traveling. She does time travel, but I, I, I like that whole, that whole thing. I understand what they wanted to show. They do want to show the the you know Pakistan India separation thing? Something I I wasn't really too aware of and learned right because of the show. I get that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But you don't actually have to put her physically there as somebody affecting those events. It could easily have been uh, a vision that was in right. It made her understand herself right. better. You don't actually have to put her there, just like yeah. you don't have. To, just like, <sighs> like, like, uh, like how Watchmen did. Yeah, like Watchmen didn't make the main character actually go back in time to see the the Oklahoma, uh, like the massacre there. Like they just. She experienced it through the memories of somebody else. Yeah. Um, the show, like you said, talking about it in general, I think it's actually uh, everybody's gonna accuse me of being woke, but it's actually very it's an important show in the sense that it does, like I said, something you didn't know about, it teaches you a little bit of culture and mm-hmm. uh you know, these people. As car- that's that's why it kind of stuck with the show as long as I did because it's like if this show wasn't a superhero show, I would like it because it's just about people dealing with this shit here 
in, mm-hmm. in this country. And it's interesting to me. And it's not, they're not uh cartoonish, uh stereotypical versions of these ethnicities. Right. You know, it's right. done well. And then mm-hmm. I and you know, I remember when we reviewed it earlier, uh, or we talked about one of <laughs> excuse me, one of the episodes earlier. I was like, man, I just wish I got the story of the mom, like that history, like of that partition, like what they went through. Like that for me is way more interesting. And then they dedicated a whole episode to that. So with that, mm-hmm. it was on points for me, the show as a whole. And then at the end, the finale itself, I I, I could have done without that second and last episode to me could have been just been the the final episode and they would have ended <laughs> like, like yeah i mean you know aside from the super heroic stuff in mm-hmm. that last episode like mm-hmm. that was the, the cool shit but mm-hmm. it's not i mean she's fighting a fucking shitty police force that uses non-lethal weapon against brown people like how fake is that <laughs> you know like <laughs> hilarity I, like uh, Liz said something, I forgot what she said. Where she's like, "Oh, that's so fake." It's like I'm like, we're watching a girl that's supposed to have stretchy powers not have stretchy powers. <laughs> like the show's about that. Like, why would you think about that being fake? And then I threw in the like, and they're using non-lethal weapons against brown people. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know? and then you know, then they shot the one thing through the 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 wall and she's like you said it was non-lethal i'm like well they sent the phasers to to brown people (laughs) (laughs) they sent sent the phasers to brown people that's funny yeah and you know then it starts breaking through walls but you know the the damage control here like it's not it's not like i know they had to close that thread um but they they could have done without it. They could have just done a, like it turned out to be a rogue, uh, fucking damage control person. Anyway, it could just been a rogue person from beginning to set it up for season two that she witnessed all this shit and she's like, "I got to do something about it," you know. And uh, that's your little cliffhanger or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's that that last episode. It had some cool things, but I mean, she essentially helped the villain escape. Which is not, you know, and you know now he's a conflicted villain. He's he, he the depth of that villain is very uh is more it's it's a complex villain. So uh, yeah. the the circumstances lead to it being like this because this is bigger than good or evil in this situation. You know, uh, even the whole villains throughout the whole thing was more complex, which I appreciate because it's not yeah. it's not standard fair, you know? And, and no, absolutely. Like, MCU, even going back... MCU gets very formulaic, and this one, you kind of see the formula, but then it does stuff like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, even, even Damage Control, because, you know, Damage Control was started by Tony Stark. Right. And, and it's not like it was... Like, it's interesting because Damage Control is almost like a... Um, a bit of a a um like stand in for like ice yeah in the sense that it's like it was created for one purpose when it was started and kind of morphed over time into something different yeah and 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 it's not to say you know i mean hey you know people have different opinions on whether it's better that it's become one thing versus another or whatever yeah. and that's for another discussion but it's just discussion. like the that's thing the where it's like you know obviously say again that's the show we do on taco tuesdays right but but the fact of the matter is it's one of those things where it's like uh the vision that tony stark had 
for for the organization wasn't hunting down like high school kids with powers right you know and so it's just like okay but that's what it's decide or that's how it's what it's morphed into in this day and age at that point and that's 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 interesting because like just like you said it's like at one point damage control the department of damage control is the bad guy and then at another point the uh the friggin clandestine which <laughs> is such such a deep marvel cut that even i was like i don't know what that is like i i was i had to look i literally had to look it up and i was like wait what is it who are these people like and and i'm like oh i guess they do have a genie on their team okay <laughs> like, who knew i didn't even know there were genies in the marvel universe but they it turns out there are and I was like, okay, cool. Like we're going deep cuts, no problem. And then they were the bad guys. And then at a different point, you have like strictly, uh, oh man, what's my man's name? Karam, right? Cameron. Is that his name? Well, Cameron. How how he said it, <laughs> right? It's like he's the bad guy, and it's just like okay, and yeah, but but at the end of the day, it's like none of them. The the clandestine come the closest to being like actual bad guys, and even they get yeah. their like redemption moment. You know what I mean? Right. And their motivations aren't purely evil necessarily, right. or at least our right. face value. It's just you know when it comes to survival, some people have to die. <laughs> right, right, right. They're That's just like, it listen, is, it's not man. it's not personal. It's like we don't want yeah. your world to end. It's just that we need our world to live. Yeah, I think <laughs> you know. I think I have so. to agree with Mo. That last episode ruined the whole thing for me. Really? That, that's the episode where the mom accepts that that she has powers and like mm-hmm. the, I'm not even sure if it's the next day has this like professionally made costume for her. And then <laughs> somehow she gets from Pakistan to Jersey in like minutes. How she get from Pakistan to Jersey in minutes? Like what, what the, the explosion. That? The yeah, the her, Q. yeah, her her friend says or calls her or he somebody calls her, and next thing you know, she's running down the street or like in the air or whatever to running to the her boyfriend and and her friend zone dude. Now, now I I will say this: like I'll give you that the editing of the show isn't great when it comes to time lapses in the yeah. sense that, yeah, like they'll literally like, just like, like in episode five, they'll take you from them sitting in Pakistan and hugging and saying like, Hey, you know, let's go home or whatever. And then they'll cut to the store and Bruno and uh, Karam. I'm saying that right. Cameron. Well, it's Kamran, but yeah, just say Kamran. Kamran in in the in in the in the convenience store and it blowing up, right? But that doesn't mean that that happens like at the same time. And I'm not saying that like yeah, I'm I'm not saying that like that isn't what the implication is. I'm saying that like, but because even in the last episode, we have like literally like it being day. And then they cut to the next scene, and it's night. And it's like, and I remember watching that joint, and I was just like, dude, like, why would you just do that? Like, I'm not yeah. saying that, like, I, I'm not saying that I'm not smart enough to understand that some time has elapsed, but, 
Like, what? do a transition, is, something. And, and the thing is that that's a, one of the things when I I judge the the you know if you join our Patreon ten thousand dollar tier, you can hear me talk about sitcoms, just sitcoms. Because sitcoms have the A, B, and C plot, and the one character's plot takes three days, and the other plot takes two minutes, but they're the characters are interacting in between, still right. dealing with the same problems, and it's like that's fu- that's you know you let it go because it's fucking sitcom. <laughs> like I'm right. gonna tell Brad Garrett, you know your show sucks, Brad Garrett. You yeah. know, but but uh, it, it's just you know uh, it's yeah. just you throw it out of your mind, and that's yeah. one of the things I did here. But when you think about it, it's like yeah, you know, especially how cinematic that last episode was. Like you're putting that much work into that last episode, put a little more work into that editing. Yeah. No, and, and, and I agree with you. And and even like, but even outside of the editing, even like the whole thing, like I felt like the whole like at the end of this episode, I was watching this episode today, obviously, because we 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 tape or we do our thing on or we do our thing live on Wednesday nights, uh 6 30 Pacific, if you're watching on the street on the friggin' replay. Uh so come live, yeah. Anyway, we watched it, or I watched it today, right? And so when they get to like the whole chalkboard thing, and they're talking about the plan in regards to like how they're gonna stall damage control, right? I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. Like they're trying to like tie back into the visual style that they've already set up in the initial episodes of the show, and I guess in their mind they're like, well, this is the last episode of the show. We should like kind of tie it all back in together, right? But it feels much more forced in this episode than it does in all the episodes previous because in the episodes previous, it kind of feels like Kamala's imagination. And like, you know, like she's like a daydreamer. And so it's like, you know, sometimes like her mind just wanders into this whole like whole... um state of of fantasy and so things like you know you have like the graffiti that becomes animated and you see that or you have her in her notebook and her notebook is like semi-animated in this they like literally show her next to a chalkboard kind of like drawing out the the plan for how they're gonna like deal with damage control and like it starts off with her just like this image of like it just says like it's like of a chalkboard drawing of the school and under it, it says school and it's just like why would you take the time to do that like yeah like, I was just about to say that 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 like that took some time to, to draw right. all, all those pictures while damage control is like about to rush the building. Right, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm not saying that don't have the visual style, but like, just let it be Kamala's imagination while she's explaining it to the group or something, or have it be how Kamala imagines it as other people are talking about, well, this is what we should do or something, as opposed to like actually having like a chalkboard illustration. And at the end, when they're all like, you know, when the plan is all conceived, you should have like a full like infographic in chalk, and I'm just like, dude, or like, have the chalk. Nobody board. was like looking at that. And it's like, oh, that feels a little forced. Or have the chalkboard. Have somebody, you know, like do a square and draw a school, and as she's watching it, it like animates or, or something. Right. Absolutely. Like, 
Right, and 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 not only do you get the same effect, but that would be hilarious at the end when you have this elaborate uh, uh, illustration that she imagines in her head because she's an imaginative person. But when you look at it at the end, it's literally just like squares, and it just says like school and this and I'm like, that would be actually a, a, a joke that took a little bit of time to pay off. Where it's like, oh, that that image is ridiculous. But we saw this elaborate thing that as a in in her head and how she imagined it. Like that would be funny. But I'm just like, man, like that's crazy. Like it's a weird kind of thing how they took the time to do that. And it's like it just feels very like unnecessary. It it just feels like it's it's literally just them like, you know, people trying to bookend stuff where it's like, well, we started off this way, so we should finish this way. And it's like you can do that, but make it like make sense and feel relevant as opposed to like writing it into a story and like you know like well why, why yeah it's it, it was kind of unfortunate in that regard now what i will say is this is i agree with you all in regards to the whole stretchy powers thing where it's like because I, I watched it myself thinking the same thing where i'm like we spent all this time like not giving her miss marvel's powers but at the end of the day, you basically gave her Miss Marvel's powers, but in light form. And and on top of that, you gave her like an exosuit, like a light exosuit kind of thing, yeah. which which is like here's the thing. Like again, I'm an X-Men fan, right? Yeah. So you have an X-Man named Armor, who is also Asian. And she has, uh, it's not light, it's it's a, a, a psychokinetic kind of suit thing, but it, it's basically like a, a, a psychic tactile manifestation. Yeah. Say again? Tactile telekinetic? Something like that, right. Where, <laughs> you know, like she has like armor that covers her entire body that is similar or at least it feels like similar to like how you would do that if you're going to do it for Kamala Khan but it's like they gave it to her and like her head is naked but from the neck from the neck down she's like basically like comic book miss marvel and it's just like why are we doing that like <laughs> like why is her neck why why would we cover her head up? why wouldn't we cover her head up the the thing like, that Wills all the power, the brain, <laughs> leave it vulnerable. Like literally one random sniper, and she's done. <laughs> or at least yeah, it feels it, that way. Like, and don't, it's a damage control sniper, she'll just be like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like the way they played it earlier in the episode, it does feel like if a sniper bullet did hit her, it, I guess technically it might like reactively save yeah. her. But it's just like, why are we even taking like that chance? Like. She she's literally all light armored up up until her her chin. <laughs> so it's like, why don't we just cover it all up if we're gonna do that? If we're gonna do that. And it's like, you know, she says in Biggin in this episode, which obviously is a nod to the comic, but it's kind of just like, I don't know. Like at this point, I've gotten so like I'm invested in the in the light power thing. I don't even know that I need any of the like 
comic book power thing yeah. at this point. Like it's kind of like an all or nothing. Uh, although Larry, I'm not gonna, I'm not like a Miss Marvel fan like that. Uh, but it did look, it did feel good to see it look like it on the page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fair. Listen, like, and I just, get it. Yeah, like it, it, it felt good. Like, because I, I, I ultimately I want things to be like the 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 wonder and the beauty that I see in comics. I want people to experience, and that's part of my anger when things change. <laughs> when they change things, is because like what I experienced, I want you to experience. You're not gonna sit there and read twenty years worth of Spider Man <laughs> to feel what I feel. But if they right. can give it to you in a two hour movie. Everything right. I felt for twenty years, like I would love that. And then when right. it changes things, it's like it's not feeling like you're not you're not getting what I felt, you know. Hey man, and if you if you felt like it gave that experience to somebody, yeah, then then I very well may be wrong in how I felt about it. Yeah, I, I, I just for me, I'm kind of like you know, like this is the the one moment where we actually get to switch roles. Because I'm kind of like an all or nothing dude when it comes yeah, to this. Yeah. Where it's like, listen, we've already we've we've already tainted the pool. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, why right. why are we even trying to pretend like it's like the comic? It's not. You know, it's not like the comic. I get it. And guess what? I'm okay with that at this point. Yeah. So it's like, let's just keep this light thing because I, I, I find it interesting. Like, I I like when she like like th there was a point in this book where she was like hopping from her light pad to light pad to light pad and then she like takes like one step on like a rooftop yeah to like kind of catch her breath i guess and then like jumps off that rooftop and then with one foot and then goes back onto a light pad light pad light pad and i'm like you know what like to me it's like a green lantern wouldn't do it like this and it's like like and and for good reason like a green lantern doesn't need to a Green Lantern, like, this is not a Green Lantern. A Green Lantern's whole thing works on will. And a Green Lantern has enough will that it can that, that they can fly. And battery. And a battery, which what? which they nodded to this the show. Do you need to recharge? <laughs> right. Right. That did happen. That did happen. And I don't she doesn't even answer that question, right? No. Because she, she gets answer. interrupted. Yeah. Right. But either way, what I'm saying is the way she manifests her powers to me, like, and don't get me wrong, I can fully recognize that they are like constructs. However, she doesn't treat them in the way like a Green Lantern does because a Green Lantern's constructs are based more on their power of will and their imagination. And this doesn't feel like that. This feels like more so like she's like, hey, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. And I can do like another thing here and another thing there. And at the end of the day, it's like it's a light manifestation of what she kind of does with her powers in the comic. Like she's not it doesn't feel like she's gonna go beyond that. But maybe she will. Who knows? The, the Marvels is secondary mutation. And we haven't even gotten there yet. Jesus Christ, <laughs> do we have enough time? Yeah, we 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 got some time, but yeah. But like you're right, you're right. But that's the whole thing where I'm just like, man, like it's crazy how this whole thing goes. And I'm just like, I don't I don't need her to act like the 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 friggin' Miss Marvel from the comic all of a sudden at the end of the show. But that's what we got for the most part.
Oz, how do you feel about it? Uh, the, the last episode ruined it for me. I was enjoying <laughs> the show. Like I, I grew up on those cheesy Disney uh, overacted soap opera that passed as TV shows for young kids. Wait, but, no. but the 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 star doesn't overact though, right? No, but it feels like like one of those Disney shows just done yeah. really well. Okay, yeah. and that's fair. I'll take that because she definitely has a Disney feel to her, but. In in fairness, Kamala Khan has a Disney feel to her. Yeah, no, like, yeah, in the comic, it's it's but yeah, that last episode, man, just the between the the, the bad it was the editing, of all the episodes. Yeah, it it was the weakest one. It was the most beautifully professional looking episode, but it story wise, it's like unnecessary. They could they could have built a whole second season on what this episode was so it makes the episode feel like they're just trying to rush it in see and i guess here's here's the part where i i feel differently in the sense that sorry we cut off i enjoyed the last episode i also enjoyed this episode however i think both of those episodes probably could have been a better episode if they were condensed into one episode and and it's like I don't know that I needed everything I got from episode five, and I know I don't need everything that I got from episode six because it's like I don't need all the hijinks in the high school and all the like planning and the hoodie people running around. I I don't need all that, and I don't necessarily like. I'm happy that I learned more about, or or I guess I got a more humanistic view of the partition in India. Like, that's cool. At the same time, though, keeping in mind that I'm somebody that, like, I knew that that was a thing before the show. Right. So it's like, you know, that that might, like, change my view on it a little bit just I, because I'm like, yeah. I knew a little bit about it, too, but it's also relevant because yeah, today, other people don't. Well, it, well, the new prime minister for the last two years in India has been running on that type of edict too of like getting rid of the Muslims. Yeah. So that's oh. a whole other yeah it's he's a fascist uh type of regime. Like you know the shit we see in this country we're seeing all over the world. It's a trend. Yeah. It, it's the yeah. way the world's going. It's the future. Amen. Um but and it's, it's happening up. in every country and you know people don't pay attention to like India but it's true. It, it, it you know they, they got a lot of population and it, it's kind of relevant to what's you know, potentially happening today, and yeah, uh, I hear that. I, I, you know, it gave me a, a little soapbox to talk to people about it because <laughs> yeah, you know, they don't know about it. Yeah, you know? no, you're somehow right. I, somehow I pay attention to that, but other people don't. Right. Uh, Oz, uh, overall, like, and you know, you said you were uh, you're enjoying the series, but that last episode really took it away. What was your least favorite part of that last episode? Uh, I know you're, like you look at special effects and animatics and all that, and, and right. you cringe sometimes. I mean the just the inconsistencies. The, the, the what you mentioned about the, uh, or I guess Lawrence mentioned it about she's all armored up except her head. Yeah, I, obviously that looked weird, but. Yeah, yeah I, I can get past that. I, I didn't like that oh. everybody knew her identity, whether she had a mask on or not. Did everybody know? And yeah, well, the girl she saved knew. 
all the TikTok videos say they knew. It's like it's just I don't know, a lot of people knew the the uh, cut from hey we need to get back to already running into the into the the fray, mm-hmm. uh, and like not it's not they, not like a lot of time passes like on the explosion feels yeah. like it happened the night before and she it does she's flown from pakistan to new jersey i've booked flights you can't like it just it's not gonna happen what's that just, show is it the great escape where they're flying from place to place yeah like it's not that easy to just book a flight from India. Oh, the great race or the great, amazing whatever. race. Yeah, I, look, amazing I, don't, race. I don't watch that reality. I know what you're saying though. Yeah, it just it doesn't. I honestly, for a while, I like, thought she ran being Jersey on on the little <laughs> <laughs> on the little platforms. Like she green lanterned her way like, there. Being a, a brown person at, at customs alone from Pakistan, going and co- going and coming back that fast. Make sure you lose at least eight hours. I hear that. Yeah, I hear that. yeah. So the, those little things, and then trying to shoehorn mutants in. Oh, damn it! Okay, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, because right, like at the end of the episode, they basically intimate that Kamala Khan has a mutant gene. Now, here's the thing: they don't say that. But they do play the X-Men cartoon, like the 92 cartoon theme music to make people be like, yeah. oh, we're saying she's a mutant. Well, he does say it looks like you have some sort of mutation. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. And that's when it plays. And I, like, I had to like hit the 10 second button to go back like two or three <laughs> times just, just to be absolutely sure that I just heard what I thought I heard. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Like, especially again, which the set, like, I don't, this is me, this is the show where I mentioned I'm an X Men fan again, yeah. <laughs> right? Because as an X Men fan, because, like, and uh, as an X Men fan, as, and as a person that has done Fantastic Forum for so long that we get to do, like, all this news, like, I know that there was a point where Marvel, as a, whether you're talking about Marvel as a comic book company, or you're talking about um, Disney as an entity that owns Marvel, or you're talking about, uh, yeah, or either or. It's like, there was a point where Marvel was trying to de-emphasize mutants and play up in humans because from a movie perspective, Fox owned the rights to X-Men. That's a non-factor now because Disney bought Fox. Oh. Right, right. Hey, it's what happened. But there was a point where Marvel was trying to like make the Inhumans Marvel's mutants, and they were trying to downplay the actual mutants and literally, like, literally, like, let X Men wallow from a comic book perspective with like lesser tier writers, lesser tier artists. Like, they put all their emphasis in everything that wasn't X-Men and were, like, trying to make the Inhumans the the mutants of the Marvel Universe. And that failed. 
because X-Men are X-Men, like mutants are mutants, and humans are still cool, and but not people, mutants. And people like the bad movies. I always I always felt like inhumans are where the, the gene comes from, but X-Men actual mutants are the that gene uh expressing Ooh. itself naturally as opposed to the pterogen. And 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 that's kind of true in yeah. the sense that in the sense that yeah the, the inhumans like are are a specific kind of um alteration of, of yeah. the human genome. Right, but I see the inhumans as the the alterated ones that just kept to themselves and so they never evolved where the ones that actually got with humans started passing that gene down and now it's dormant until you know yeah it, it eventually I, evolves itself back into into you're kind of on the right path but that's not what it is what it is it's it's just the celestials created adam and eve and then Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, but then they had other kids you don't know about, and those were left apart and were experimented on and used as guinea pigs and then went off to do their own thing. And then Adam and Eve, all the stuff they did forced them to do in a span of a decade or two, they did it over generations. Like yeah, and, 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 and no, that's a, that's a good summation where it's like, yeah. The 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 like the aspect of it that was an actual experiment is the inhuman line and the part of it that ended up being like more of a a natural progression is the mutant line. The mutant line. But even also like Spider Man and the Hulk and all that, it's it's like uh Kicking up that gene, that 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 celestial influence, because yeah. we're made in their image. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, God love man, God, I love taking acid and and reading Jack Kirby. <laughs> right, amen. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's it's basically mm-hmm. we had our celestial part is what gives it. So whether it's uh the the eye of Agamotto giving it to Doctor Strange or the gamma radiation to the Hulk, like they're all the same. But it's just different ways of coming about that hidden potential. But it could be like beak where <laughs> there's no potential. It's just a weird deformation, you know? Right, right, right. Like, right, and and that's and, and it's a it's a uh, like it's a it's a kind of thing that happens in the Marvel universe where it's like it's a subtle difference where it's like the reason. Bruce Banner doesn't just die from radiation versus becoming yeah. the Hulk. Right. Is about like the 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 kind of meddling the celestials did versus the idea that hey, just the next phase of human evolution right. is about or or is why Wolverine has a healing factor. It, right. And and you know it's not like I'm not here trying to tell you like oh one makes sense and one doesn't. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Have, I'm just saying like it's the story that we got told. You gotta have faith. <laughs> right. No. Right. Like this is the story they're telling us, and that's the difference. And and that's why people hate and fear the X Men 
and why they love the Avengers. <laughs> because the Avengers are just people that happen to be in some bad accidents that gave them superpowers and the X-Men are the people that are like, oh, you're here to replace us. You're yeah. Right. Like, you know, those are the guys that they're like, we we need to light these tiki torches and yeah. make sure you don't exist anymore. Don't like you know, so either way, if you're if you're somebody who's mad at the power switch, finding out that it's a mutant ability, like that's gonna like irk you a little bit more, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And and not like here's the thing. Per as a person, like again. That I'm just an X-Men fan. And I know that Kamala Khan in the comics is an inhuman. Right. But now you want me to believe in the MCU that she's supposed to be a mutant. It's like, it's nah. a in the face. Right. Nah. Um, it's like how listen. hard they went to like not make her inhuman. It right. That's, exactly. That, to me, that was an insult. Like it, it you know. I, I, look, fucking uh, Paul Jenkins, man. Paul Jenkins in Humans Run. Look, I think it was so Paul. Jenkins, it was I think it was Paul Jenkins Hulk Run where they talk about the that the reason why Hulk <laughs> doesn't die from gamma radiation, where Thunderbolt Ross had that whole boot camp of Marines and tried turning him into Hulks, and it was a fucked up issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that was Paul Jenkins, but I think it was. And I don't. Was, I don't know either. But it, right. it, it, that's the shit that we're like. So much you can do, like you got a good black bolt now. <laughs> you can explain. You can retcon well, uh, you in now, huh? No, no. Well, what? Yeah, but no, the thing no, is, no. But that's the alternate reality black bolt, right? They could just make the good one now out of the same shit they already did. Just make it good. Like it's it's like reading comics. You got one bad run. You got a neg- You know that slot comes in and fixes it. but but even if you don't if you want to sit here and say like okay we're gonna acknowledge that bad and humans thing that we did you can do that because realistically we don't know like i don't think we they don't really resolve what happened to those people to those that that set of humans but let's if you want to acknowledge that you can make it right but either way it's just like it's more the idea like like Kevin Feige has been around long enough that he knows the history. Like he knows what Marvel did or what what the movies he probably, or, 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 he probably or the corporate was. He right. probably said, like, like, hey, don't talk about no X-Men shit. Right. Yeah. If it wasn't him, it was somebody else under him that they influence that were like, don't yeah, don't let these mutant folks <laughs> be like. You know, like play them down, and it's just like, like as an X Men fan, it's like, dude, like we got years and years of terrible X Men comics because of this, <laughs> you know. So it's like for me, I'm just like, dude, like I'm not saying that I don't want Kamala Khan as a as a multimedia symbol to win because I do, but she can win without being a mutant. She doesn't have to be an Inhuman. And, and here's the thing, that's like, that's, you know, you, Oz, you were calling that like the the mid-credit scene thing, even though that was in the show. The actual mid-credit scene was her and Captain Marvel trading places. 
Well, she got she got the Harry Potter powers and apparated. Well, but here's the thing. For somebody that reads Marvel comics, it it, it implies to a certain degree like a quantum band kind of situation. Yeah. Isn't that what she's wearing? We don't know. Nobody called it that. Right. Like they like people have like speculated it might be quantum bands, but here's the whole thing. Even the smart dude that was looking at it could have said, oh, there's some kind of quantum energy coming from, you know, like that's all he could have said and it made it work. But, now, but, why but here's it, the thing. Why, why would it make her switch places with Captain Because Marvel? of fucking Rick Jones! No, Rick no, Jones. It, no, no, but here's the whole thing. See, that's the whole thing. This is why it doesn't work. Because the only way a quantum band works is if Captain Marvel in the MCU wears a quantum band too, but she doesn't have any quantum bands as far as we know. She doesn't even have full sleeves in this. Look, her powers are from the power stone. Her sleeve sleeve (laughs) goes like here and this bare skin. Listen, her her powers being from the power stone don't mean anything. We don't know what that even means. It means it, it means nothing. That's what it they you know it remember, Rick, Rick Jones used to hit the band the quantum bands and fucking switch places with Captain Marvel. Right. Right, but and but that's what he did do in MCU. Well, but, but that's what I'm saying. He switched play he switched places with Captain Marvel because Rick Jones had quantum bands. Yeah. And Cap and, and, and Captain Marvel had quantum bands. Right. So it makes sense. Right. Because Which is- the thing is, I like that. That's what I wanted to see in the Captain Marvel movie, and they didn't give it right. to me. They still have it because Captain Marvel does not have quantum bands. That, right. That's why we're angry. That's why we're angry. Now. <laughs> right. No, and and that's the whole thing where it's a. It, I was watching this joint and I was like, no, because I'm like, don't get me wrong. Like, I have no issue with the idea of Miss Marvel, and and. And MCU Miss Marvel and MCU Captain Marvel being linked via quantum bands. I have no problem with that. But Miss, but Captain Marvel has to have a, a quantum band too. And I, like in what I saw, I don't think she's wearing an armband or anything, right? I don't think so. But I mean, we'd have to watch it again. Maybe that's why they gave her. She's not. They could have easily given her one because they didn't give her sleeves. Wait, when you said she she wasn't wearing <laughs> sleeves, I think that she came into her clothes into Kamala Khan's clothes. So it's you think that's clothes. what they? No, because see, she had the outfit. No, I, I she, mean I didn't look she at has it. Has like, her own outfit on, doesn't she? I don't. I don't look at Brie Larson that close like that. You know. <laughs> that's fair. I was I was surprised her hair looked good. Why were you surprised her hair looked? Because it looked like crap the last time I saw her. (laughs) In what? In in Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Really? It was a wig. Was it that bad? She had a wig? Yeah. Yeah. But I I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't mind it. But uh, what do I know? Okay. Um, You know what bothered me a lot, Larry, that I I was saving till we finished is the title, Miss Marvel. Because like where where the fuck does she get the idea for the name Miss Marvel if uh it, Carol Danvers was never Miss Marvel in the MCU? 
Yeah, that was weird. Her, her, she said, her dad oh, gave it to her. Right. That now we see it in the last episode. And I have like, the same meme as 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 Carol Danvers. I'm like, no, yeah. No, it, it, I mean, it, it may like be Carol true. I don't, I don't speak Urdu like that, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it might be a stretch. Sense. I don't know. It makes sense for the comic uh, to be Miss Marvel because she's like, oh, right. she's Miss Marvel, and now Captain Marvel. I could be Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, here it's like. And I guess she didn't pick a name till the very end. So, but yeah, yeah and, and in the title of the show, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, they can't call it Miss Marvel because the whole reason she's Miss Marvel is because Carol Danvers was in Marvel first. Yeah, right. No, absolutely. But, but that, I mean, I feel like they did a good job with that, honestly. I, I mean, they did, but it, and I was, it was bugging me the whole season. I'm not saying it's a bad way to do it. It makes sense if it's actually true. I don't speak that language. I speak American. Right. But uh, <laughs> I speak English. 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 Um, but it, it's just, you know, I, I you know I have to wait till the very end of that bad episode. To I'm figure. sharing the uh, the picture since Lawrence doesn't seem to remember <laughs> what she looked like. Remember what? The, the half sleeves. I mean, you said you said she had no sleeves, and they're not they're not half sleeves. They're they're at the very least three quarter sleeves. They go like, half, it's just look. The arm has has two pieces, has one and two. She is wearing a neck band. She's wearing neck bands. My my guy, listen. If if you're covered, zoom in, zoom in up. from the look. You don't have to zoom in. Let's just look at the picture. If she's covered from the wrist forward, and she's covered from the elbow forward, that's three quarters. Yeah. You could get into a synagogue with that. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm just saying, like, her elbows are covered, and she's covered at least an inch or two from the wrist forward. Like, that's like a, that's three quarters of a sleeve. But she is like, wearing, that's not, she's wearing quantum bands. She's not. That's not a quantum band, though. That's MCU quantum band. What is? How, why? Why is that an MCU quantum band? Because she's it's it's a quantum band. Like it doesn't look like the thing that Kamala has. That's because that she's wearing the white one. <laughs> she's wearing oh, the American. S- yeah. I hate it. I hate hey, it. Hey, it's, like, it's your MCU, Larry. You love this shit. No, no, listen. I listen. I didn't. I didn't sign off on any of this. And what I'm saying to you is, you might be right. Like I'm just saying, like somebody's like, oh no, of course they all like. Look, I live in a world where we have gems and not we have stones and not gems. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the other part of Thor: Love and Thunder that messed me up because they had um, infinity infinity cones. Like there's literally a part of like there's an ice cream store. <laughs> that has that has a, a infinity gauntlet with an ice cream cone in it, and it's called Infinity Cones. And I was like, "Oh, I hate it! I, I, I hate it so that, much because I love ice cream." That's what. But, they- and, <laughs> and in a, in a perfect world, if you if you make like if the Infinity Gauntlet and mix it with an ice cream store, then I'm in. But it's called Infinity Cones, and I understand that that's a. That's like an infinity stones. I'm sure pun. There's, uh, there's a Mexican guy somewhere selling ice cream at the park, and it's it's a it's a fist, and the the stones are like bubble gum. 
Listen, I would love that. I want that. Yeah. I want that. I still eat the, the Spider-Man one with the bubblegum eyes. Yeah, exactly. I want that too. Not, I, I'll say this. I want that again because I've had that multiple times. But yeah, if there's a, a if there's a Latino man with an infinity gauntlet with bubblegum, like, oh, dude, I, like what if, if, if there isn't? We're making it right now. What here's, here's the thing. Here's, it? here's the thing. <laughs> if if it has the MCU stone colors, I'm gonna buy it. If if it has the comic book accurate stones, I'm gonna pay double. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what he asked for it. I'm gonna give him twice as much or her because I'm like, you know what? You deserve it, my friend, because you have a soul stone in the middle where it belongs, goddamn, because that's the important one. Thank you. Thank you for making that green, you son <laughs> I, of a bitch. I, I feel like I have to make it now. Oz, if I you make it, it, guess what? Oz, Oz, guess what? Make it and bring it with you in two weeks, and guess what's going to happen? I'm going to give you money, Oz. And now I'm not sure because I feel like if I make it, you will come. You don't want me there? I didn't mean like be physically there. I'm, oh my god. Listen, whatever. Just accept whatever happens, Oz. It turns you on. Don't be ashamed. It's melting, Larry. Don't be ashamed, Oz. Just just take that for what it is. I'm not gonna like have sex with you, Oz. I just might come. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. I might <laughs> Speaking of which, let's rate Miss Marvel and try to talk about the boys for a little bit. Like Joe's not here, so we can go a, a little bit longer, not a lot longer, because Oz is still in another time zone. Right, exactly. So Oz, what would you rate the Miss Marvel if you want to? How about this? Rate the finale and then rate the 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 series as a whole, Oz. Oh, the the finale three. Okay. Being generous because there there is a lot of cool stuff that happens. There is a lot of great okay. visuals. Um, the the series, uh, the whole series, I'd say four and a half, easy. There you go. Especially since I didn't have to pay anything extra for it. I mean, it was just there. Right. Right. Okay. How about you, Moses Magnum? What would you rate uh, the finale, and what would you rate the series? The finale, I would rate the. Uh... A three as well. Uh, the series as a whole, yeah, about a four and a half, maybe even five. It was good, and mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, yeah, it was just like six episodes, no filler, you know. Yeah. And even yeah, like you know, forty minutes each episode. I think we could have gotten thirty six minutes, but then I would have complained that they're just thirty six minutes. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, some episodes like like that the the time travel episode we're seeing that story like that was a full good use of the 40 45 minutes. You know. Okay. And then some of the first ones is like yeah, you know what? Let get that rid of the first episode altogether. Just start on the second. You know. <laughs> <laughs> a too much uh, too much kitty shit. Let's get into the superhero. Okay. I mean, but, they're but, in high but, school. But at the whole package of the, the the six episodes together it's a five out of five. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. I, look, yeah. 
I enjoyed it a lot more than they thought as a target demographic. <laughs> you know, they didn't think a forty-year-old mm-hmm. man would would like this show. You know, forty-year-old mm-hmm. yeah. white cis male would like this. Show. You're not forty, Mo. I'm thirty-nine. Meh, barely thirty-nine. <laughs> like that. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so my, for myself, I'm, I would give the series as a whole uh, a four and a half. Because I liked it a lot, even though they made some changes that I don't personally agree with. But four and a half uh, finale, I give it a three and a half, maybe even three point seven five. Honestly, because there were things I didn't like about the finale, but at the end of the day, it was still like pretty good for the most part. I stand behind my statement where I kind of feel like episode five and episode six could have probably been one episode. But, you know, at the end of the day, there was still good stuff in both of those episodes that I enjoyed. And there were things in it that I was like, oh, I don't know if we needed that as much. But that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going with 3.75 for the finale and four and a half for the, uh, entire, the entire series. I'll tell you this. Uh, despite the shenanigans happening in the mid credit scene with Captain Marvel switching places <laughs> with Miss Marvel... It's like, which is something, I guess more than anything, I wasn't expecting it because it doesn't make sense from a comic book perspective. But from the perspective of like the whole like MCU thing, it's like, okay. It's like, okay, this is what's happening. I I can accept that that's what's happening. I'm interested to see where we go in this Marvel's movie because if if we get Brie Larson in the con household, like coming down the stairs, and there's this like random like blonde white woman coming down the stairs. Like I, I would actually like I like that's that's worth the price of admission for me for the Marvels just to see Brie Larson interact with the the con household and be like, hey, uh, so you know, like trying to explain why she's there, even though she doesn't even know. I, I would like to see that. So, yeah, we'll see. I heard your old boys, whatever. I don't care what you all think. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about the boys. No, no. (laughs) Um, Moses, uh, tell us about the boys. The boys, uh, you know, it's Garth Ennis' book, and uh, it's subversive. (laughs) And (laughs) oh, you mean the the show? Uh, The TV show. Yeah, nah, it, uh, you know what the boys is. If if you're listening here, you know what the boys are. It, it, it's an irreverent show that, that takes a satirical look at uh, really at society, but it uses it through the eyes of uh, superheroes and people that love them and hate them. And the the show focuses on around a group of boys, dudes, and a female. That want to take down the head dude of uh, of the superhero team that is also owned by a corporate entity that is uh, positioning itself in a strong uh, point and and influence politically. Yeah. Now let me just get ahead of this real quick because I'm let me look and if I'm out of pocket here, you all can tell me different. But let me just try to put this, like, get this 
get ahead of this elephant in the room here and and just like be how playing. dare you call Oz an elephant? No, 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 I'm not talking about Oz yeah. as the elephant. But but what I will say is it means he's talking about you. That's oh, well, I do got a big trunk. Oh, see, listen. So the season three of the boys <laughs> obviously Damn, dude. Like, you've been practicing the elephant noise? Like, I- I've been doing that since I was eight. I finally have a reason to use. <laughs> <laughs> so, this season of the boys obviously is heavy. Okay, okay. So, don't don't be the goats. Don't be the goats, Moses. <laughs> Every 20 seconds, this fool's like... <laughs> I can't make the noise. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. Yeah, once you told it, once you told him to stop doing it, you knew he was gonna do it at least three more times. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're just lucky Joe's not here because I would do it about a good ten more. Well, if Joe's here, we'd be done already. He's like, We'll talk yeah. about the boys next week. He's like, so so this this season of the boys obviously leaned heavy into the current political climate of America. So the question I had is, and I, I in my mind I'm like, let's just get this out in the open from the beginning because you know I know that you know all of us here on Fantastic Forum have different political views, be it even if it's like incrementally. But realistically, it's like, you know, like, I, I you know, I, and here's the thing. I can't even really speak on everybody's political leanings on Fantastic Forum because I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, we all might lean a little bit more left and a little bit more right. But I think we're all nuanced individuals. Like, nobody is like a sycophant on this show. I don't yeah. believe that. And so I wanted to like, you know, Oz, I know that of the people that are on this show, you're probably the leanest furthing right. Did that like in any way affect how you saw this season of this show? Like, did, did it make you like, did it in any way make you feel like uncomfortable or in any way make you feel like, Oh, they get it. Like, I mean, I, I was really interested to hear your like your thoughts on it and just like, feel like does, does, like, did you feel like it was like going too far one way or the other? What What are your thoughts? There were certain scenes <clears throat> where it felt like, uh, the, uh, um, okay, now you're you're just doing a, a political thing. Um, not you know, you're just trying to be political. You're you're just trying to have a message. But at the same time, there are people like that. So it's completely believable that that would happen mm-hmm. in that world too. Right. So yeah, like I, I want to say that they felt shoehorned in a little bit as I watched it, but you know, thinking about it, thinking about the the, epi- the episodes in which stuff like that happens, it it's not odd. There are people like that, and now right. you have a person like that who has superpowers. And you know the yeah stuff like that is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I get it. Um, 
so yeah it, it's it, it's something that could totally happen the, um how do you feel how they handled it though because uh you know yeah. season three and specifically like there's a lot of it there but uh you know season two came out what two years ago <laughs> and and it was yeah. kind of leading towards it already you know right like it's not like out of the blue it's just unleashed now at least right. that's how i felt but did you feel like the show really is just trying to pick a side or just showing? No, it, I mean, it, it might have. And if it did, then the way I saw it is that's, you know, there, there are people like, like, for example, the, the Blue Hawk stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see why he reacted the way he did. And I understand that that was an overreaction because like they said, he's, the only like the only threat to Blue Hawk in that room was A Train, and A Train wasn't doing anything. <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah, I understand why he reacted, but at the same time, I understand he overreacted. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas where it felt a little bit cartoonish is the uh, the uh, the stepdad, where he's like completely buying into everything, but you have to remember that he hasn't seen what Mother's Milk saw. Right, you know, um, Starlight has actually like knows this guy and sees, has seen this side of him, and so it, it makes sense that while she's trying to tell people the truth about Homelander, some people would not believe it. Like they they don't they haven't seen what she's seen, and even when when you get the uh, I guess the confession tape. Is what I call it. Like that's the point where mm-hmm. it gets a little bit like, okay, now you really have to have the diehards on mm-hmm. his side. Like at, at that point, he shouldn't have um as many people on his side as he did before. But he's always mm-hmm. gonna have those diehards that are just gonna believe anything he says, anything bot says. Yeah. So or that, that believe in what he believes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, um it it felt a little bit like I, I don't like it when they do stuff like that, but it the way they did it was it didn't feel too out of place. Like it starts right. to get a little bit out of out of place, but something happens that kind of like it just it makes sense in this world. Honestly, I was more disturbed by the deep scenes with the octopus. Than <laughs> any of the political stuff. Listen, if if you don't believe that there are men out there that would have sex with an octopus, you obviously aren't one of the earliest, in the right circles. The earliest Japanese Renaissance paintings is an octopus eating out a woman. Is that true? That's the thing. Yeah, you know, you're saying it's, so. a, it's a big wood print. Like it, it like I actually want to get a, a big print of that because I love it. It looks amazing, and it's like the first uh, historical reference of hentai. And, and but it's, it's, up. Japanese, Are you it's like Edo period art. Yeah. Damn, Jay. J- I'm sorry yeah. you're not here, brother. It's a famous you painting. Episode, they, they actually, you're not gonna even be part of the notes of this. They actually had it in <laughs> Mad Men. They actually had it. They showed the painting in Mad Men, and it wasn't the first time I've seen it. But it, Wait, in like, Mad Men, yeah, one the, the old. Remember how like the in the ad agency there was like the main owner that was just this old kind of funny talking kind of guy he bought yeah. it because you know in the 60s it was hip to be asian like infusion so he, he was wearing a kimono and he had that he actually had that painting and he's like i just bought this look and it's like octopus eating out a woman that's crazy yeah but, but i will say oz like it is like 
I feel where you're coming from, where it's like, you know, like, it's one of those things where, like, even when you were like, hey, the stepdad feels a little bit out there, but then you're like, but there are people like that. Well, it, and the messed up part is like people like that is he does he hasn't seen what we've seen he hasn't seen what mother's milk seen all he's seen is what's on TV right and, and that's kind of where I think the show kind of does a more I, I don't want to say fair imbalance because it does feel like they're you know they poke a little more to one side than the other oh yeah no one hundred percent but it does because it 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 shows you the media machine manipulating shit period on both sides mm -hmm. and it shows you corporate at like the the people that are the woke people here are like there's the people that actually want the justice they don't really get to show or have even a plot point too much it, it, they don't have their dedicated characters you got the agents of chaos essentially that are disturbing the disruptors that are the boys and then you have the people that want to do the woke shit and it's all just corporate greed shit. <laughs> you know, it's not for actual change. It's just to, to kind of like give that other side a little uh, uphill battle that ultimately they're going to win. I would push back only a little bit, only a little bit because in the sense that you have like the soups on one side that are yeah. like the whole like the right and often and the corporate yeah. people and like, you know, like that's like the establishment. Right. And then on the other end, you do have like the leftist kind of people. And on one hand you have like, say for instance, like Huey, who is like your every man that people are supposed to like convince. Right. Right. They're supposed to like relate to yeah. like, Huey is the leftist person you're supposed to relate to in some sense, right? Yeah. And then also you have like Starlight, who is both a soup and a good person that is somebody you're supposed to relate to. Then on the other side, you have like Butcher. Yeah. And Butcher is your like extreme leftist person too. And I know like people may not necessarily relate or, or see that when they look at it. But at the end of the day, it's like Butcher's not a good person. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and he is anti-establishment. He's anti-corporate. Like he is like that far left kind of thing where it's like he he's he's willing to sacrifice whatever it takes in order to achieve his goal. And his goal is diametrically opposed to the far like right extreme of that. But, you know, there's some people that will look at him and still, like, relate to him in some ways because they're just like, hey, man, like, whatever it takes to take these people down, we're willing to do. But he's not a good person. And anyone that looks at him is like, oh, no, he's a good person. It's like, well, dude, like, if you yeah. look at that guy and you feel like that's a, what good people look like, then that's a problem. <laughs> you know, like, because this dude isn't questioning what he's like. All he sees is his end goal. He doesn't question yeah. the method, the methodology to it. And so I kind of feel like they kind of show both sides of it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, in almost in the same way where like they're the people that look at Thanos and they're like, oh no, you know what? I can see like Thanos is right. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and oh, wait, and, wait, wait. Endgame Thanos or Infinity War Thanos? Either or. Well, also, like, Eternals makes him more right than, than ever. Right, look, ex- like, exactly. Like, that's the whole point, where it's like, Thanos, I'm not saying that there's not no difference between Endgame and Infinity War and Endgame Thanos, but, you know, it's like, it's not as big of a difference as people want to make it out to see. But either way, it's like, Butcher, like, this guy, like, the where he starts off in season one isn't the same guy that we get to, especially in season three. Like in season three, this guy is like compromising the the few morals he did have. Cause he's like, what I'm trying to get to is this. And it's like that it's a it it, it is technically an indictment on the left-hand side of things, but it's it's more nuanced. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel like it's interesting because I know watching it, I was just like, wow, like this show is like doing some really interesting things here. And I don't know if everybody's seeing it or not, but yeah, it, it's definitely, it, it's some commentary. And it's like, and it's show, like there's a difference between Butcher Every every member of the boys feels like they're in the right, but yeah. what they're willing to 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 do, what they're willing to compromise, and what they're willing to sacrifice is different from member to member to member to member, and that's a big deal because it's like that's like showing the nuance on that side of things, and and they do it on on the right side as well, but. It's harder to see just because I'm sorry. We uh think of I've got mad. <laughs> no, no, he's coming back. Like we think of like um we, we, we think of like Vought and their like whole thing as almost like a single entity. But it's mm-hmm. like like the homelander is I mean out, like at least in this season, because you know you got to take away like people like Stormfront and all that kind of stuff. But in this season, like Homelander might be the worst of the worst. But it's like, it's like the deep plays a particular role, and like uh, uh, friggin' um, Black Noir plays a particular role. You know, like, all these people have their own, like, thoughts and their own, like, w- like in the same way how you have the boys and what they're willing to compromise and what right. they're willing to do the is the same way when it comes to the seven, they have that same thing, even though there's not seven of them, right? But, <laughs> but you know, with, with, you know, obviously, as far as, uh, like, Starlight being the furthest to the left, and probably Homelander being the furthest to the right, and everybody else like playing a role in the middle, where you're talking about Maeve and all these other folks, you know. Uh friggin' even even when you're talking about uh the uh, PR lady. The PR lady too, but no, I was talking about um A Train. Oh yeah. 
you know, and A Train is like just coming into things, you know what I'm saying? Where like <laughs> he like he's just realizing like the kind of role that he could be playing. And but that's to say, like, you know, realistically, like A Train might be the second worst person outside of Homelander. When he gave and, that answer, oh yeah, hey, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> right, right. Shit. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Where it's just like, dude, like A Train is like looking out for A Train, and he has like a little bit of like whole thing where he's like, oh well, yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, I my my brother's right. Like, I can't. You know, we can't just pretend like they're not like messing with my people up. But he's like, ah, oh, you know what? Let's see if we can get a little bit of good PR out of this and mess around and like make things right for the community and see if it could be a win-win. And it's like, my guy, like people are getting hurt. <laughs> you know, like nobody that actually got manhandled by a superhuman being is gonna be like, oh, this feels like a win-win. <laughs> you know? Hey, he's donating 10 grand though. Like Yeah, right. Because you know, money heals all wounds. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You can say money heals all wounds. Ten grand ain't, ain't gonna cover it, not for what he I, look. That's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, not, not in our no, medical system. But look, here's the thing: whether whether covered medical expenses or not, it's like I'm still hurt, and it's like it's not about money. Like you know, it's like, dude, don't mistreat nobody else, and that's the whole thing, man. It's it, it's a wild. It's a like the boys. Is an amazing display of how crass you can be on one hand and how poignant you can be on the other. And I, I because to be like, we started day of my life. <laughs> we right. We started this season for the most part running into a dude's like friggin' urethra. Yeah. Like I I was telling folks like yeah like the first part of this joint is like a man. Looking into the head of a giant penis, and cats are like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, "I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, either you're down with that or you're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I'm not saying I'm down with it, but I'm saying I watched it, and I just kept moving forward. You know, like I, I, if you had told me that's how we started, I don't know if I would have watched it. Maybe I'd have, I might have had reservations, but I probably would have watched it anyway because it's the boys. And because look, here's the thing: I'm afraid of season four of the boys. I'm afraid. I, I really love how the show handles the commentary, um, and it, it it doesn't feel overly one sided, which is something that's refreshing. And it's the this is like last week when we reviewed comics. I said this is why I love independent comics, and now we're getting the equivalent of independent comics. In a superhero TV show, when you're talking right. Scott Rubin about genre superhero shit, you you know you don't think of the boys like you think of No Way Home, you know. No, absolutely, so, and it's it's superhero shit. You can't tell me, oh, you have too much of the boys. You know, I, I just got a, a little alert earlier today that Irredeemable got optioned off, and they're gonna be making yep. that. And it's like again, Irredeemable. That's a tricky one to do now after the boys. Because it, it's yeah. their similar thought process and their similar, uh, you know, came out around the same time too. And yeah, that's it what it was at the time and, and where the world is now. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if Irredeemable could be successful. I mean, I think 
I, I think you just start out incorruptible, you know? Like, but even then, it, it work. feels too much like the boys incorruptible, you know? Uh, Listen, I feel like the difference is that it's about like where the where the the two different properties begin. Yeah. Because you know, if if irredeemable starts at like Superman, yeah, then where it goes from there is more impactful. Because like you know, the boys, like yeah, like obviously. Homelander has a Superman motif. Yeah. But from the beginning, you know he's you not Superman. Yeah. Right. There's no point where you're like, oh, he's and Superman. The call to action is like a train's irresponsibility for Huey. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know that these superheroes are not heroes from yeah. the jump. And if you start off in Irredeemable, where no, this guy seems like a hero, and then go into the fact that he's not. And then you get like to the irredeemable aspect of things where it's like, oh, like this guy who's supposed to be the villain is is actually the hero. Like that's a whole different thing, you know? And I don't know if they're gonna do like combine those or if it's gonna be separate or what, but I, I like I would love to have it like intertwined all together. I, I would not be surprised if that's how they do it. But I would love just because like in the comics that was you know. They came out at different times. <laughs> I think we were like, what on issue fifteen of Irredeemable when, when Incorruptible came out. But it it takes place like around the first at the issue. same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're kind of backtracking a little bit, but who knows? Yeah, and also too, keeping in mind that I feel like I don't know what the exact number count was, and I believe you because you have a much better memory than I do, Moses. Like it might have been fifteen versus issue one, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you know. You know how comics go. Like issue fifteen of a comic could it's literally like be movies. like <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like one of those things where it's like issue fifteen of of irredeemable versus the first issue incorruptible. Yeah, like the timing between the two could literally be like a week. Yeah. So um, who knows. Now, I, there was a lot of hype because, you know, I had to, I had, I had to, I, you know, we had the whole discussion of binge watching and last week right. and I binge watched two seasons of the boys <laughs> to be prepared for this episode. And right. I loved every, every second of it. Um, but the, I didn't get to watch the hype stuff where they were talking about, oh, this, this scene in this coming episode is so bad. We don't know how people are going to handle it. Like, even Joe asked you, how did you, you know, and then I watched it waiting all two seasons waiting for something like that. And I didn't see anything that was like. So, or... so the scene that he was talking about was literally the A train scene with uh, and, you know, again, spoilers is in the battle. Yeah. You know, we mentioned it before, but just in case you uh, saw the A train scene with. Um, what's the boy's name? Blackbird. Blue Hawk. Uh, Blue Hawk. Blue Hawk. Thank, thank you, Mo. I mean, thank you, Oz. Jesus. Blue Hawk. You could just leave Oz if you want. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you, Oz. Um, so I will say this. Like, you know, I didn't get to talk about it much last episode just because we weren't talking about the boys. And but it was a lot for me. Um 
where he's talking about the, the scene where a train basically kills blue hawk uh -huh. and what happens is a train <laughs> grabs blue hawk by the ankle and runs at super speed and drags him along the road and blue hawk basically like you know like wait like at the end right say again he's like a torso with like the one leg still attached right like you know but here's the thing it's like there's a part of it that's just gruesome because it's like him basically getting like extreme 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 road rash but you know and i don't know if this is what joe why joe was asking me or not because you know he's not here but and there's a bit of a double <laughs> say what if he was, you still wouldn't know why he was asking. Well, I would ask him, but either way, it's like there's a bit, at least in my mind, there's a bit of a double entendre to it because it's like, um, you know, you have the whole like Emmett Till thing. And, uh -huh. you know, those of you that may not know, but, you know, Emmett Till was like a black, a black boy that was accused of like making a pass at a white woman yeah. when that was illegal. He didn't actually make a pass at the white woman, and and that was like revealed because she like on her deathbed was like, no, nah, he didn't actually make a pass at me, but she said that was the case at the time, and so this this kid basically got lynched. He was like fourteen, I think, and and he got lynched, and he was literally like tied up to the back of like a pickup truck, and drugged through the road, and they they. Um, you know, drove at such a high speed that yeah, he, was, peeled he off. was killed by by being drugged behind this truck. And I know for me, it very much felt like a reverse version of that. Yeah. And so it's like on one hand, you have like this obviously racist guy that killed this guy's brother or not killed but hurt like seriously injured this guy's brother him. yeah you put him in the wheelchair. yeah right and so he grabbed him and drug him down this road and like basically killed him and he's like by the time uh a train stops he's nothing he's like a leg like i said a leg and just emaciated torso because he's been drugged at super speed down this road for however many miles and on one hand it's like you know i get it because this guy's this like racist son of a bitch but at the same time it like feels very much like that whole emmett till thing and i'm just like man like it's heavy <laughs> you know like, i was just like i felt a way about it the whole time and I don't know if even Joe was like talking about it from that perspective. He very much has been talking about it from a strictly um, visual perspective. Because it's not pretty to watch. You know? <laughs> and, and so we cut to the squid and kind of link us to this woman. And, like, and there's another one, um, like making out with because it. Yeah. this is the relevant image in the moment. 
All I could see was this little square and a a, a a body on the ground. So I'm like, oh, is this the comic art for that scene? So I, I tried to bring it up and it wasn't. I thought, I thought, I thought this fool was going to do like image for, for Emmett Till. Because, you know, Emmett Till, like, here's the thing. The yeah. other part of the whole Emmett Till story is like people were telling the mother of Emmett Till to have a closed casket. Yeah. Because he looked so terrible. Right. And she was like, no. Like, I'm going to have an open casket so yeah. people can see what these people did to my, my baby. Yeah. And that picture was like one of these pictures that is like one of these like like news media kind of like yeah. benchmarks where people are like, like oh my god, like look what happened to this person. Yeah. And you know, and, and I was thinking, like, at the time, like, this is, I, I, I don't, like, I, I feel I'm bad because I don't know the exact year. I, I'm looking at that picture, and I see what's supposed to be his face. There is no face. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so terrible that newspapers ran it, and people, like, it, it affected white people. Yeah. <laughs> Where they were like, why did they do this to this person? Which is a thing that not a, a term that necessarily people were associating with black people at that time. And so, you know, like, don't get me wrong. The visuals were definitely something for me to be like reserved about just because I don't like to see a lot of blood and gore. Yeah. But honestly, it was more like the, the, the symbolic aspect of the whole thing that got me more than even seeing the actual um, visual aspect of it. Because I was just like, damn, this fool's like dragging this guy like Emmett Till. And it's like it's like an inverse Emmett Till thing. And then on top of that, you know, A-Train, in, in the show, he has a bad heart. So he can't just like run whenever he wants to. Yeah. So... When he grabs this dude and is like dragging him, he he realizes, like, this very well might kill me, and it's like one of the few moments of sac self sacrifice that A Train has, or actually, it may be the only moment of self sacrifice that A Train has in the entire series at that point. So he's just like, hey, I, like he he hurt my brother, I'm gonna kill him. And if I die, I die. And damn, like he he would die, he would have died if not for them transplanting uh, Blue Hawk's heart <laughs> into him. It, it so felt it's like... crazy because on top of all this happening, it's like damn, A Train has a racist ass heart now. <laughs> going to what you said about I might die, it felt like. When I watched that scene, it, it felt like he expected to die. Like he ran yeah, until he his heart gave out. That's the only reason he right. stopped. Right. He, he knew that this was going to be it, and he was just going to yeah. go until he, he couldn't go and expected to die. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was right after the incident, so I don't even think he he knew if his brother would live or not at that point. Right. No, I agree with you one hundred percent. Like as far as he was concerned, all he knew that was his brother was. Hurt really bad, and Pharaoh might be dead. And he grabs this dude, and he's like, "I'm gonna run until he's dead." 
or, or until I can't run anymore. Like I can't, you said. Yeah, that's like, yeah. And so, and, and, you know, that's what it was. And obviously like, uh, at the end of the day, Vought as a, as a corporation, like they spun it and, you know, a train is, it can run fine now because he has a new heart, <laughs> which is, well, again, which is wild because it's like, and, and you know, by no means am I saying like, oh, if I was in that situation and I was this dude, I'd be like, oh, cut this racist heart out of me and let me die. I wouldn't say that. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's not like I would be like happy about the idea that this dude that I know is a racist. Like, and again, this, well, this that's, is all symbolic. Yeah, that's it's the reverse like, of the people like, oh, don't give me that black people blood. Right, no, in, in 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 some ways, right. But at the same time, it's like, but here's the thing: there's no point where A Train is like, "Oh, why did you do this?" You know, he like he's like, "Oh, oh," like he, he like I think he was like, "Wow, that's a happy coincidence." Like this is the upside of this thing I went through, you know. <laughs> you know, we're just we're just so was just so um um emblematic of the character himself, you know, where he's like, oh, I can run now. Like, he even says that to his brother that's, like, paralyzed. <laughs> Look and at he's like, life. right, he's like, I'm good, man. Like, you're like, I need you to help me. And this guy's like, my guy, I'm in a wheelchair now. Like, what do you, he's like, what do you want from me? Like, I, like I'm, I, I'm like this because of you. Because it's not like the guy was like, oh, I asked for this guy to come to my place. You brought him unannounced, and this is the outcome. So it's crazy, man. It's a wild thing. Uh, Larry, I really appreciate your historical and, and really thought-out answer to my question about the Herogasm episode. <laughs> I was really referring to the thing where like, even actors didn't want to be in that scene. And uh, it wasn't what the octopus. I don't know what it was. Like they're just something like you know. I they they're saying you know news stories that oh that episode made made actors not want to be in it and people. Told I mean, there's a lot of orgies. Yeah, but I, a lot of naked people. Right, but I, I just I don't see. There's like this is the episode that has something you thought we were bad before. Like that's how well, they were playing it online. And I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some people that are like, I don't need to be in any scenes with the 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 tactile penis. That's CGI. There's no penis for real there. Well, but maybe you just don't want to be associated with that. Uh, I don't get it. Like, it, it, like the way they were making <laughs> it feel was like, oh, this this episode is so bad. There's a scene so bad here that nobody wants to be part of. And then I didn't see anything that bad in that episode. I mean, I wouldn't be comfortable walking around with so many naked people around me and me not being able to join in i don't oh, know you can join in Oz. you're yeah. not not if the script don't say i can't right but you're gonna you know you say you just be your own standing in in between well, <laughs> I was right. Mo's right that like there was nothing over the top about that scene yeah like, I, the octopus see? thing, but again, like I love that image since I was eight years old when I first saw it at the in my encyclopedia uh, Britannica. So it's like that was nothing new. Like 
I, I love Hilarious. octopus are my favorite animals, and that octopus looked delicious. And like, <laughs> I just wanted to, to fry it up and eat it. Now nah, he Dang. fucked it. Yeah, I wouldn't do it after that, but Mo's like a little that. bit homelander and a little bit deep. Hey, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm complex. He's like, Screw it and then eat it. <laughs> hey, you know. hey, you gotta pound it so that it's tender. Yeah. So, so, I mean, this this season was a really interesting character study on the whole idea of like fathers and sons. Look, I and, hate that. That Helmlander's a better father than my dad. <laughs> my dad don't want to have shit to do with me. Oh man, <laughs> powers are no. <laughs> it's a wild thing, man, because it's like, yeah, like, like Homelander is trying very hard to be a good dad the best way he knows how. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where it's like. You almost can't fault him in that he regard. Even, he even recognizes that he's like, I didn't have it that. Like, I wanted right. to do what I like. It's like, dude, this motherfucker, like, my my dad couldn't even kick a ball with me. Yeah. I only see it my was, dad when he's in the hospital. That's it. And I go and, visit him. And I, I don't and, even know how I find out he's in the hospital. <laughs> and as a person that like read the boys' comic book. And was like, oh, you know what? It's like I I can appreciate what the show's doing and and the different um, ways it goes, but the comic book, generally speaking, is a better is a better uh, or uh, uh, I don't even want to say it's a better story, but it's a story that I appreciate more just because I guess it's the source material. Even I had to admit when they. When they did the twist about uh, Soldier Boy being Homelander's dad, I was like, "That's pretty good." <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, "That's really good." But then, because I was just Clark like, "Goes out like a bitch." I mean, he doesn't go out like a bitch, does he? He's like whining. Yeah, he just gets whining. Punched. How is he whining? He doesn't even talk. He's like, oh please, let's let's kill the soldier boy who's coming after me. Oh no, don't punch me in the gut. Oh, I am dead. See, look, this is this is look. That's I'm definitely cartoons. Listen, you 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 definitely put a lot on that, and I don't know why, because this would only even talk. <laughs> he 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 was saying yes, let's kill soldier boy together, but at the same time, he. He didn't know that Homelander knew that that was his dad. He knew. Homelander asked him, hey, did you know he was my dad? No, no. No, no. No, no. He didn't know Homelander knew that was his dad. I'm not saying that he didn't know Homelander was or that Soldier Boy was Homelander's dad. He knew. What I'm saying is he didn't know that Homelander knew. And hey, here's the thing. This is how you can't be like, oh, he's all like bitch about it. When Homelander asked him, he told the truth. 
Mm. It could have been easy for this fool to lie. All you got to do is write it on a piece of paper. Nah, it, it, no, because Homelander told him, look, I can see, yeah, I, can see but, you. I, I know when you're lying. Right, but he told him that before he asked the question. So he could have like tried to fix his face and try to lie. He could have he could have made an effort to try to lie, but he didn't even make the effort to lie. He was like, nah, I knew. That, that stand up. Like, this fool... Never lied to Homelander, even after he knew he could tell. So he told the truth the whole time. And it's unfortunate that he got punched through, but, you know, hey, re realistically, Black Noir is one of the realest dudes that, have, that, that was a part of that whole group. Like, this fool stood up to Homelander and got punished for it. He should he should have died with the almond joy. Would have more respect for the man. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Why she? Why she? Because he's got a trait of that. Allergy. Maeve shoved the almond joy into his mouth because he's got a nut allergy. Tree nut allergy. And that should have killed him in the season. To Black Noir. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you don't watch. You don't watch. Yeah. You don't know the boys like we know the boys. I like. I forgot. When, how long ago was that? Uh, about, in my view, about eight hours ago. Yeah, but what season was it? <laughs> season three. No. Oh, that happened in season no, at the no, beginning no. of season three. It was the last season. So it was season two. Yeah. Uh they all run together. I'm just saying. I'm like, so you want to remember something from like a year and a half ago? No, but when he was having the animated thing, they brought it up again. They did uh, I'll enjoy allergy. I mean, you oh, he said because like he was eating the nuts, and he's like, "Hey, can you not eat those?" Uh, because I have a tree nut allergy. Yeah, in season three, there was like two or three times where they reiterated they had another allergy, which made me right. think that they did a flashback when he was with Soldier Boy, and then they did the animated thing when the cartoons were telling him what happened. I don't know, Lawrence. You make a big deal about you know stuff you read in the in the mid '80s, but I talk about <laughs> something that happened like a year ago, and you're like, I, I don't know. It's not a year ago. It, it it's two years ago. No, but the but episode the episode where he was watching the animated stuff was like three weeks ago. Yeah, but a nut and allergy isn't the same thing as the almond joy. Almond Joy has almonds in it. That's a tree nut. Yeah, but, but my guy, like I'm not here. Like I'm not here trying to tell you that I am like, oh yeah, almond is a tree nut. I'm just saying, like, what you what you were referencing is Black Nor getting an almond joy from Maeve, and I'm like, I don't remember that, and that's because it happened two years ago. Where's my old boy button? Oh, it's not. It's not Disney. It's not Disney. It is because those animated creatures are very Disney. He's <laughs> like it's still Disney. I'm just saying. I don't remember. I'm not. I'm not telling you it didn't happen. I'm just like, what are we talking about? And you know, like you all know, I don't have a good memory. So if you want to reference something two years ago? Chances are, I'm not gonna remember it. If you're gonna remember, if you're gonna reference something from two weeks ago, chances are, I'm not gonna remember it. So. Jay would remember. Let's just deal with that. 
I remember because Almond Joy is fucking disgusting. And I don't like them either. They keep bringing them up like season, you know, from the beginning of season two, and then it pays off because they use it, you know. And uh, I like. I like almonds, but but almond yeah. also has coconut. Uh, it's the coconut, yeah. That's the yeah. Coconut. Don't mess with yeah. coconut, yeah. which is At a least tree not. Nut. How's it? a coconut? Is a tree nut? It yeah, it grows on a tree, and it, it, there's nut in the name. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> Next thing you be telling me a walnut, so a tree nut, tree nut. Yeah, walnuts a tree nut too. What? How dare you? A pine nut also. A what? A pine nut. What's a pine nut? You, you never had a pine, pine cone. There's pine nuts in it. Yeah. Who eats pine nuts? A lot of people. Really? Like I don't know how you can have a salad without pine nuts. What are you talking about? I'm what? sure he he's had pine nuts. He just doesn't know. He's yeah, he's probably, you've had all these weird, weird ass almonds. What si- What salad has pine nuts in it? Yeah, a lot of Mediterranean salads. Oh, see? That's where you messed up. <laughs> Look, I don't eat Mediterranean uh, salads because they all have all yogurt not in it. Macaroni salad. Oh, he hates that feta cheese. Yeah. No, feta's fine, but yogurt. It's not real yogurt. Like what does that mean? Not, it's like some it's like sour, sour cream. cream with like some. He doesn't like sour cream either. I don't yeah. eat that either. <laughs> oh my God. Larry's weird. He doesn't like avocado. Weird? I'm consistent. If it's white and creamy, I don't want it. I'll do Caesar because it's (laughs) off-white. It's like, I'm very consistent. Caesar's not. If you want to put it... Caesar's supposed to be yellow. Okay. Either way, it's not white. I don't mess with that. Okay. If you're going to put cottage cheese in your salad, I'm not going to eat it. No. Okay, well, when I when I go, okay, pine nuts, and you're gonna eat them on camera. If white creamy stuff is what you like to put in your mouth, Moses, I'm not here to judge you, man. I'm not telling you you can't do it. I'm saying it's not for me. If that's your lifestyle, you do. Not that. even Homelander can stop me from that. <laughs> okay, listen. So let me let me ask this question, and here's the other part. Like this is the other aspect of things that I, I got to bring up because this is definitely like like the end of this season. Definitely, again, like obviously the, the, the throughout this season, it built to a political crescendo in regards to like, oh, like, you know, Homelander basically kind of in a lot of ways became like almost a, a Donald Trump-esque kind of character where it's like, okay, I just say what I want to say and people love me for it. At the end of this season, it personified that in the sense that, you know, Donald Trump is famous for saying like, oh, I could shoot somebody in the middle of the street and I wouldn't lose any votes. I think he says Fifth Avenue. I don't know what the exact yeah, quote is. But he's, he says something to the to the idea or to the to the in essence of I could shoot somebody and I don't know that I would lose any votes. And people of course condemned him for that because it was like, dude, like what the hell are you saying? And and the boys plays on that because at the end of this season, you have Homelander that basically like kills a protester uh because 
he he throws something and it ends up hitting his son. And Homelander like blows his head off with his with his uh heat vision or laser eyes or whatever you want to call it. And everybody cheers. <laughs> and you know, Homelander has like a moment where he kind of like looks around like, Are y'all gonna be cool or we have a problem? And <laughs> it turns out there's no problem. People love him for it. Which is another scenario where it kind of like you know you mentioned earlier Oz the the idea of the stepdad and how he's like kind of a little bit of a sycophant and he's the one that like literally yeah. like he's leads like, the cheer and everybody follows his lead and like yeah you know it's like is that was that too much by the time you got to the end of this season or are you like that feels fair. Both. Um, okay. Most of the time, <laughs> That's fair. Look, you see him just laser a dude. Um, you're gonna lose a following automatically. Um, I I can. You're see gonna lose people, a following. Yeah, like you lose like not everybody who was with you a second before you lasered some dude's head off. Like the the do you would lose fans or gotcha. you know, whatever whatever some people would be turned off at that point especially because uh you have a lot of normal people that just saw a dude like half his head blow off like that's mm-hmm. automatically gonna like have an effect on on people even even mm-hmm. if you still support homelander at that point that's still gonna that that's something that's gonna affect you uh so the Seeing that, like I thought, okay, well, he's he's got to lose people, but I know, and th- there's that moment where the people that support Homeland don't know how to react, mm-hmm. and then when the stepdad starts the cheering, I know that there's a psychology that that happens where one person starts that cheer, and then other people feel like better. Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, there is a psychology there. Yeah, like a certain obligation to like go with the group, right? And I mean, this is a show of where everything is turned up to the extreme. Mm-hmm. So if it was like a show about regular people and somebody actually like shot a dude and then there, you know, nobody reacted neg- negatively, then okay, yeah, you're being political. But because this is a show where, like I said, everything is turned up extra high, it makes sense mm-hmm. for the show. So I, you know, I can look past it for that because it's it's the show. Everything is exaggerated. Like you said, the butcher is the exaggeration of this side. Homelander is the exaggeration exaggeration of that side. I'm a six pack in folks. <laughs> <laughs> is is there any aspect of that like in light of like the whole January 6th committee though where which obviously this was was filmed before any of that started because you know the show started before or I'm pretty sure it started before the January 6th committee did I think but um no I think this it was, was singularly focused on that that quote no I agree with you but what I'm saying is, in light of like some of the things that have been revealed, like 
in regards to January 6th, which obviously by no means am I trying to say, oh, it's just like the president taking a gun out and shooting somebody in the middle of the street. I'm not saying that by any means. At the same time, you know, some people would make or equate the idea of a sitting president unleashing a mob onto the Capitol in as like the closest thing that we might get to that. And there's still people that would, despite that happening or, or despite that seeming to be what may have happened, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it's any kind of conclusive thing because Lord knows this isn't a, a court of law, but what I'm saying is with, with evidence leaning in that direction that that might be something that happened and there's still people that are like no like you know they still support president trump would you draw any parallels between the two or is that like a a step too far the the parallel that i probably would see Mm -hmm. is where i talk about the psychology of the the one guy starts to cheer and it it spreads where Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to talk specifically about january 6th there were there were people that were planning to do bad things that get the ball rolling, and then other people are like, "Oh, so this is what we're doing now? Okay, I'll, I'll follow you and you know start gotcha. acting stupid." Like, "Oh, now we're inside. Hey, take <laughs> right, right. At, the, at the desk and and all. Oh, look, I'm gonna take this. You know, mm-hmm. um, like a, a lot of people that were like taking crap and and do like they they weren't." In their heads, they weren't gonna do what some other people thought they were gonna do. They were just right. like, you know, going same thing when when uh when a team wins a championship, you know, mm-hmm. a couple the everybody's cheering and having a good time out in the streets, and then right. some people start turning over cars or start doing right. Stuff. I still I think, think it's always an right. at the Laker rallies. <laughs> <laughs> So I, yeah, I, could but, draw that, I could draw that parallel that when one, yeah, I feel that one or two people start doing something stupid in in a crowd of where everybody has like are supporting or or cheering for the same thing. Like, I guess the 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 team winning the championship is the best example because you always see a team wins the championship. There's a riot as part of the celebration. Well, that, I won't say always, but in, in LA, LA, yes, <laughs> yeah, LA, yes, yes, in LA. Despite the fact that we win a lot of championships, we still decide to turn over cars. I mean, and and it's not to say that you know other people in other places don't do that, but, but I don't, I, I can't imagine we, that. that we waited thirty years to turn over a car. <laughs> we were like, damn it, it's been three. <laughs> But, but the whole crowd that was there doing this stupid stuff, like they didn't go there thinking, "I'm going to go turn over some police cars and set some fire." No, I feel you. They and got caught up in the are, moment. Here you are. You see that guy started, and you're cheering, and you know that's right. So that yeah, I, that's the parallel. It's just that psychology, that mob psychology, or I, I I don't know what the actual term for it is. That's the closest I can come. No, no, I feel mob I feel movie. like you hit it on the head. I think it is a mob, like a mob mentality. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. It's like uh, like Dio said, when you listen to fools, the mob rules. There it is. Okay, so I'm gonna play the Joe roll, and it's time for us to rate the season three of the boys. So uh, Moses Magnum, why don't you give us your your rating of season three of the boys? Uh, it, it's a, a five. This every now and then, you know, stuff comes around when I feel like, yeah, you know, who needs comics? I got this. 
you know, and the boys is that like I, as soon as I got option for a TV show, I stopped reading the comic. Like, you know what? They're going to change it and I'm probably going to get something I'm going to like. I'm not going to set myself up to not like it. So uh, five out of five for me. There it is. Oscor, give me your rating for season three of the boys. Uh, four and a half. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to give it a, a lower score for the political stuff, but like I said, the 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 what this show is and how they handle it mm-hmm. works with the show. So it's like you know, mm-hmm. it it works. They they, yeah. they did a decent job of getting out their message. It's a great show. Um, yeah, it's it, it's good. It's definitely worth watching. There it is. Look, I agree with Oz one hundred percent. I'm gonna give it a four and a half as well. Just because, like, the only reason I can't give it the five out of five is just because it's like, yeah, maybe maybe it could have handled the left side uh, a little bit, um, like, been a little bit more poignant with it. Like, you know, kind of like show, like, you know, been a little bit more even-handed. But at the same time, it's like, I get it in the sense that with the way that the world is right now, I could understand why I might lean to the right a little bit too. So, you know, it's like, it, it, look, I, I'm going to say it, it is me hedging my bet a little bit, but, you know, I, I don't know how it should have been better, <laughs> but it might, I feel like there's a way that it probably could have been. So I'm going to give it four and a half. Look, or here, here's the thing I'll do this. I'll do it 4.75, goddamn. <laughs> Because I'm not sure how it should have been better, but I feel like you know it could have, it maybe could have been a little bit more commentary on the left side of things or whatever. And again, it's a great show. Like it, like as far as superheroes go. And here's the thing: there's a lot of people that will look at this show and be like, "Oh, this is just about like uh, blood and gore." And trust me, if that's all this show is about, I wouldn't watch it. Because Lord knows, I don't like blood and gore. <laughs> like, if if this was just a slasher fic with a superhero uh, motif on it, I'd be like, no thanks. But it's more than that. It It, it is definitely commentary. And it doesn't take, it, it shouldn't take a lot to see that. So I'm going to give it 4.75. All right. Gents, it's time for us to get out of here. So Mm -hmm. let's play some wrap-up music and do some final thoughts. Huzzah. All right. Uh, Oz, why don't you go first, buddy? What are your final thoughts? Uh, New unboxing coming soon. Also, I've... uh, (laughs) Loot Crate has been uh, mad because... They're, they're trying to bill me and it doesn't it's declined every time but I think <laughs> it's their fault because i never changed any of my billing information and when i checked it the uh the email for my paypal is different so somebody on their site changed it i emailed them asking hey why are you guys still trying to bill me when you haven't like you're eight months behind on, on these boxes and i just got a response saying well all these are going to ship uh, in, in August of this year. So all, all of the eight months are going to ship in August. Yeah. They like, they had the, the actual name of the, 
of the box because they're all themed. And it said this one scheduled, and it was like between July and August. It, they all just said between July and August. So I, I don't know. Maybe August is going to be a, a big uh, a big month for videos for me. You're going to be. <laughs> yeah, here, like you know, I still got nothing. Craziness. And Moses Magnum. They try. They try to rebuild like every other day. Wow. And, and they're the ones that change your email. I think so because I didn't change any information. Insane. Moses Magnum. Final thoughts. Uh, you know, uh, keep watching, liking, hitting the bell. And uh, we'll see you next week. Buy merch. Indeed. Buy merch. Indeed. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. Like Moses said, buy merch, like, subscribe, and comment. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. We'd be more than happy to take your feedback. We're the Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, good night.